we got secrets, we got celebrities, and we got the slime. Or maybe just one of those. Wait, do we even have any of those? I don't know. Welcome to Game Shows, I suppose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. We are going to have a fun episode today. We're talking Figure It Out, where if you have the time, we have the slime, uh, where everyone eats a slice of key slime pie. I forgot all the other Jeff stuff and references, but it's Figure It Out. You either know it from the 90s or you know it from recent history. But before we get into our jumpsuits and our piv helmets, we got to get through the news. All right. Believe it or not, there's a lot of news in the world of game shows this week. So starting with Futon Critic, uh, RuPaul, come on down to Price is Right, Emmy winning winner, television host, and actor model. will play alongside contestants during a Price is Right night special May 11th on cbs so hey mon monday there's rupaul on prices right at prime time uh because those price rate specials did very well so i assume they're gonna do more of them i don't know if, i guess this was obviously before coronavirus hit so that's gonna be fascinating uh i don't know if there was any more that were recorded but who knows it, air it airs monday at eight uh next <sighs> lace up those geek gloves sci-fi wires the great debate launches thursday june 18th fun sci-fi baron vaughn formerly tom servo uh hosts the unfiltered and unabashed new series lace up those geek gloves sci-fi wires great debate inspired by the smash hit panels from the convention and festival circuits new late night series hosted by baron vaughn prepare to unleash your feisty inner geek with sci-fi wires the great debate Trans, it's, it's June 18th on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, transform from the stage for the Sci-Fi screen. The half-hour late-night series features a rotating group of nerdtastic, nostalgia-loving celebrities who go head-to-head -head each week to hash out fandom's burning questions. These noble genre enthusiasts show off their comedic improv chops, don their best geekdom cosplay, and to beat the hottest questions in the galaxy. Such as, who would be a worse boss, Darth Vader or the Joker? What is the best movie snack? What would a therapy session with Super Mario look like? And many more. Baron Vaughn hosts the unfiltered and unabashed new series. No stranger to a debate stage. He's hosted Sci-Fi Wire's The Great Debate Live panel. A New York Comic Con in 2019 was a panelist at South by Southwest Showdown that same year. It's almost as if that was just kind of like a test audience for the show, but I'm not going to say much. Anyway... Here are the celebrity guests. Mayim Balak, Stilo Brim, Colton Dunn, Open Mike Eagle, Danny Fernandez, Maud Garrett, Bree Grant, Akila Hughes, Orlando Jones, Mark Kirshen, Lauren Lapkus, Mike Lawrence, Yasser Lester, Amber Nash, Ify Nwadwe, 
Brian Poissain, Jonah Ray, Adam Savage, Aisha Tyler, Janet Fardy, Reggie Watts, the cast of Critical Row, Laura Bailey, Teslin Jaffe, Ashley Johnson, Matt Mercer, Liam O'Brien, Sam Regal, Marisha Ray, Sam Regal, and Travis Willingham. It's almost as if, it's almost as if this is just the At Midnight cast, just, you know, on sci-fi instead of Comedy Central to get their paycheck. Um, <clears throat> In every episode, following a series of spicy debates about the wildest topics in science fiction, fantasy, and horror comics and more, Vaughn and his wisecracking droid sidekick DB-8 make the final verdict. Jesus fucking Christ. Deciding which geek reigns supreme. Uh, Rhett Bachner and Brian Mager with TJ Chambers serves as executive producer and showrunner. Hashtag the great debate. I just... Look, I... I I've now come to the conclusion, maybe I'm not a nerd as much as I used to. Like, I think the more we keep going, like, nerd culture, nerd culture, nerd culture, the more we realize that America has succumbed to pop culture indefinitely. Like, the nerds, quote-unquote, won, if you think about it. Social media is run in Silicon Valley by programmers. Uh, everyone has a May the 4th or Star Trek or or uh, a, a, something they're passionate about, like a sports team, or or they're lifting weights so they can do cosplay of superheroes. Superhero movies are making tons of bank. So wh what exactly is there to keep doing this kind of nerdy bullshit podcast? Attack of the Show has been canceled like a decade ago at this point. When I keep seeing stuff like this, I think low budget. I think this is a 30-minute podcast. And while I think Baron might be a good show and maybe this will be fun, I've seen this shtick done a dozen or so times online now. So what will make this stand out compared to, say, like, whatever is the those uh, those React World people do or whatever is the, the Honest Trailer show or... or uh, what well, what is it? The other movie review show? What if what what what's the what's the difference between a snap in a bag? Like like all of this just merges together, and I feel like I've already seen this show before. And maybe this is like a I mean maybe it'll be funny, but it feels like this is like a panel show kind of thing because comedian versus comedian, and it's supposed to be silly hypotheticals and pop culture. But none of this really like screams, boy, this is must see show. I could see. People from the Nerdist Network or the Alpha. Remember when Alpha was a thing? All these nerdy, nerdy, nerd stuff. But everyone's a nerdy, nerdy, nerd now. So maybe I just am confused. But I, I, I maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking before you do all of this uh, garbage uh, debate shows, maybe just try and look back at Attack of the Show and see what works and what didn't work before you try and do your rehash nerdy nerd bullshit show. Next, uh, May 25th, NBC's hit athletic competition series, The Titan Games, will premiere. All right, well, I was wondering when that would happen. June 1st, Tiny Games will begin airing its regularly scheduled 8 to 9 p.m. time slot. Executive produced by Dwayne Johnson, this series offers everyday what people once lifetime opportunity to compete in epic head-to-head -head challenges designed to test the mind, body, and heart. In the absence of sports, Tiny Games will give audiences a much-needed dose of high-level competition. <sighs> well, I'm wondering which is the PR guy that said, well, you know, sports isn't on, but this is kind of like a sport. I did... I... I look, I understand there's a demand for sports, but I really do wish we stopped like 
pretending that an athletic game show, rather it's tag or the uh, or the Titan Games, why not American Ninja Warrior while you're at it? Why not uh, include everything else? As, this is this is what's going to help you out to get your mind away from you know the the NFL and the NBA and in the MLB. No, no, no. In the absence of sports, the 10 games will give audiences the much-needed dose of high-level competition. The series includes an incredible group of athletes and everyday heroes of inspirational stories. There are doctors, nurses, veterans, teachers set to compete in the Titan Arena. In this season, they'll also have to beat world-class professional athletes, including Olympic gold medalists, NFL stars, and UFC champions, to become Titans. Professional athletes to be revealed soon. So they're celebrity guests, maybe. Uh, good rings. Hey, did you know this is inspired by Johnson's desire to motivate global audiences to achieve their greatness? This unparalleled athletic competition gives men and women across the country the opportunity to step inside the Titan Arena and push beyond their limits. Competitors will battle opponents in unforgiving head-to-head challenges designed by Dwayne Johnson. Winners will advance to the ultimate challenge if Mount Olympus, the consummate athletic test of speed, strength, agility, and endurance. The Titan Games will not only test the competitors' physical strength, but also their mental and emotional fortitude. At the end, Titans will return to battle against one another, with one man and one woman emerging as Titan champion, and each winning a grand prize of $100,000. If one of the professional athletes leads, the prize money will go to a charity of their choosing. So that's the twist for this season. We've got celebrities to play as well for charity. Huh? What? Huh? This was kind of like the uh, replacement to Gladiators. So, I what? What if you put Ultimate Tag and uh, Titan Games together? I'm just, I just threw that out loud. Menudo boy band competition series. And, fuck off. Did anyone ever remember Menudo except for if you grew up in the 80s and 90s? It was kind of like New Kids on the Block. You might as well have had a Rubid show called New Kids on the Block. But it's, hey, hey, let's just, I'm getting ahead of myself. Menudo Boy Band competition series in the works from Mario Lopez and Universal Television Alternate Studio. Menudo, one of the biggest Latin boy bands in history, is making a comeback. Oh, God. Rockstar in excess? This is like Rockstar in excess, then. Uh, Universal Television Alternate Studio has required the rights to Menudo, a hour-long weekly competition format. They'll search for and rebuild one of the most iconic boy bands of all time. <sighs> Access Hollywood co-host Mario Lopez is set to executive produce the project. Mudo hails from Lopez and Falmer Studios and winning The Voice, Producers, Live Animals, Three Arts, and Foundation. I grew up as a huge fan of Menudo and I'm thrilled to be a part of this iconic band, Back to the World. In addition to Lopez, the project will be executive produced by Morrissey and Jason Belt for Live Animals, Three Arts, Mike Shulman, Foundation Management's Patrick Hughes. Uh, Paul Vasquez and Harvey Russell. Menudo launched in 1977 by producer Elgardo Diaz with original members, brothers Fernando and Nefti Salaberry and Carlos Oscar and Ricky Melendez. The band reached its height of its success during the 1980s. We'll remind you, the 1980s. We are in the 2020s right now, 40 years. Uh, becoming a starting point for the careers of both Ricky Martin and Draco Rosa, who were members around the mid-80s. The band took a break from the late 90s and rebooted in 2007, finally disbanding in 2009. Maybe that should be your sign during its run the band spawned two feature films una adventura la mata menudo and la muda la pecaluga I, I i mispronounced that but i don't uh it's the peculiar uh, as well as a tv series a beauty pageant dolls train cars watches even board game their music is still listened to by fans worldwide today 
look, I get it. Like, I understand you want to do a boy band show that's like kind of like making the band, but it's menudo, so it's Latin American art. And I guess there's a hole in in for for a Latinx boy band because everything is now K-pop. But in a lot of theory here says when you try to create a boy band on TV, they typically this the mark shall we say like uh, the only time i can think of it working was one direction even then i think that was kind of a fluke and even then i think they broke off now and like you have zayn malik doing his own thing so why do this people who have any sort of history knows boy bands don't work they kind of are like a short-term thing and most of the time, the music is kind of underplayed by personality. They kind of want the cutesy person, the bad boy, etc. And I think that was even the same with Menudo back in the 80s. So, to me, I get it. There, this definitely should be like a show to exist, but I don't think it should be called Menudo. It should be kind of like the search for the next boy band or boy band search or some sort of thing for a boy band. Uh, but you'll have so many in the market that maybe Menudo is just kind of like the catch-all term, the next Menudo or something like that. But I, to me, this this feels like a flop. And I I think that we need to have, if we're going to do music, I think we're we're kind of now in the uh, the downfall of singing competition shows too. So this this also feels like a little too little too late. I mean, I understand the point. I understand the concept. It definitely fills in a hole in the world of music, but it's not necessary. And Menudo is too old. You might as well be doing the next Beatles. You might as well be doing the next New Kids on the Block. You might as well be doing the, the next Beach Boys. Something that's like uh, something your mom listened to instead of like, I don't know, something that would be made for teenagers now. And the teenagers now, they're online, so you should just definitely just look at some YouTubers who are handsome and have a moderate singing voice and then just put them in the boy band and then go from there. You don't really need a reality show. All right, let's move on. Love Island pushes Love Island, explores new directions, including domestic options. So UK broadcaster pulled the plug on the summer season of Love Island, U.S., has decided to push it back. Um, the dating show is kind of, you know, on standstill right now. Uh, when they say go, we're ready. Location-wise, billets casting. ITV2 version aired on Hulu in the U.S. Uh, explored filming domestically instead. So, basically, uh, it... it the advantages of the show, which features a group of sexy young islanders on a lookout for romance, brought together, this is from Deadline, brought together in a stunning villa in the beautiful tropical locations. Once given the green light, the show can be up and running relatively quickly. Uh, ITV told March that each of the shows is running turnout is less than 48 hours. Once the switch is turned on, we get very quickly. Uh, we're trying to get as ready as possible, so when CBS says go, we're okay. They're going to move forward with the second season of the dating format, but is pushing it from the original May 21st premiere. So I guess they're still going through with Love Island. I don't know. It sounds like they're kind of just waiting on it. But I mean, to me, just hold off. I understand the need to quickly get in this because this is a hot format, but you can like 
save it for for another time when an island's okay or you're you're safe and people don't have a yucky sick virus in them and i'm not just talking about covid19 wait for applause because it was a joke and let's move on i think i think love island's an okay show i just think that it's one of those impatient reality produced things where it's like it's such a barn burning hit show that they want to produce it now 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 but when you look at things like big brother and canada getting canceled when you see shows kind of on standstill and they don't know what to do even if it's an in-studio format what makes them think this is any different or any better safety should be a guideline on this show and it sounds to me like cbs definitely wants to have some safety guidelines and so does the production company but at the same time i just want to get it done i want my show right now i want to see the the hot looking 20 somethings have sex on the beach i should rewatch sex on the beach that was a funny sitcom all right uh next amazing race season 32 premiere pushed back as cbs gets game on tough as nails dates <clears throat> Because of Love Island 2. Uh, Amazing Race Season 32 is pushed back to announce the premiere of two unscripted shows, Game On and Toughest Nails. We both talked about both these shows in earlier episodes. Game On will premiere May 20th on 8 p.m. Hosted by Keegan Michael Key. The series is based on a UK favorite league of their own, which pits two teams of three, captained by tennis champion Venus Williams and Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski, alongside Bobby Lee, Ian Carmel, and Rotan Sports stars, comedians, and celebrities in physical challenges, trivia, and field competitions. Tough as Nails will premiere July 8th. It's a competition series featuring everyday Americans who will be tested for their strength, endurance, life skills, and mental toughness and challenges to take place in real-world job sites. All right. I guess we can move on now because it's just the premises of Tough as Nails. It's a competition show with occupations that are tough and game on, which is panel game show. So if this works, this game on works, hey, we finally got a panel game show back that's not uh wait wait don't tell me of course everyone's gonna assume it like at midnight or say what's the prize that's that's gonna be an issue but who, who knows uh next uh you might have seen the trailer since last episode but don't finally got a trailer out i've already seen a, like a good chunk of a show but don't it's finally here folks it's finally got announced uh in the it's gonna premiere june 11th on abc Banerjee Studios North America produced it. It will air at 9 p.m. In the show, contestants have the opportunity to team with family and friends for the chance to win a cash prize of up to $100,000 by tackling tasks that have one simple rule. Don't! In each episode, members of the four-person team will strive to accomplish various challenges such as don't laugh, don't blink, don't look back as they work together to build their bank. Don't is second produced by Reynolds, David Goldberg, Caroline Bromgard, David Hurwitz, Conrad Green, and George Dewey. Format defeated by Bonnie J. Wrights. Uh, I'm excited for people to see Don't and feel we made the right call in changing what was the working title. Please do not, said Adam Scott. Uh, Big Lil Lystar and Ghost and Alum, who is part Parks and Recreation reunion that aired ten on NBC, uh, told Dateline that, that the scale of the show is one of the attractions. The big idea of the show, challenging people to refrain from doing stuff, caught my ear. It sounded weird and funny with tons of potential. He had the growing up his fan of classic game shows, such as Match Game, New Game, Love Connection. He had the Don't Essentially Future's Wipeout in America's Funniest Home Videos. I feel in my heart of hearts that watching people do embarrassing things so high degree of difficulty for money is universal. So, Generation Game. But not really. 
Uh, it marks uh, Scott's first move to a non-scripted format, as well as Reynolds for his first take on host on producing a game show. He said he doesn't know Ryan Reynolds before, but called him a terrific producer. He's passionate about trying something different for a game show. He and his team were a dream to work with. Honestly, I have a whole new respect for those guys. It's not easy, and they make it look so, uh, which is essential. All I can offer it doesn't make it look like hard labor. I've I've seen the format. I've seen don't. What you see is exactly what you're getting. I'm not going to review the show yet until it premieres. Maybe they made some changes. Maybe they did not. They don't. Maybe they don't. That that's the joke. They maybe they don't. Uh, it, it's fine. It's a fine show. Uh, finally, the final biggest. Actually, I would say the big news of the week. Uh, Wipeout is getting a reboot on TBS. Very funny. The network that gives us American Dad is giving us a reboot of Wipeout. I kind of knew about this too. <laughs> Just like don't, I kind of knew about this as well. Um, the world's largest obstacle course is coming back to television after TBS order reboot of Wipeout. Animal Shine North America is producing a 20-episode run for Warner Media. Uh, essentially, it's going to be three rounds, not four. Uh, but I think what they're trying to do, I don't, I'm not going to say any NDA stuff. The, uh, I'm going to read off to exactly what the PEA is. And, uh, let's see, not the non-disclosure, the, uh, PDF, uh, the obstacle course competition will return with a new format twist. Each game has designed with three rounds and now features a three stage obstacle course consisting of multiple strategy and decision points designed to further challenge and wear out the stamina of the players. The big red balls are also back. Uh, they're casting virtually right now, following the production. Kunitz uh, is going to be back on the show. I'm thrilled to be. Uh, I'm thrilled that it's returning, more competitive than ever. While continuing to provide hilarious wipeouts, wipeouts a rare show loved by both kids and adults. A true co-viewing experience with a strong focus on comedy. There's no better network for wipeouts return than TBS. I always like when people say that. When it comes to comedy, there's no better network than TBS. Very funny, you know. It's that's the only comedy channel. There's no uh, Comedy Central. Not True TV, which aired reruns of Wipeout early in the, like, 2010s. Uh, Not, like, an up-and-coming comedy channel. No, it's just TBS. That's when I think when I think of comedy. I think TBS. Uh, Sharon Levy, DJ Nerd, uh, Cheyenne Balls, and and, and Kevin Wallenberg will serve as executive producers alongside Kunitz. Kevin Riley, who is a chief content officer of HBO Max, TNT, TBS, and True TV, said he couldn't think of a better tentpole show from the network as it steps up its unscripted under Corey Henson, who joined from Fox at the end of last year. This is a big show for the whole family. We have big ideas to infuse real drama and new twists to the fun. What? I'm now getting scared. I just read that for the first time. Infuse real drama and new twists. I know the new twist. It's going to be a splintered path. So you have an easy path. Uh, that's longer and will take more out of you, or do you do a short path, which is one little simple task, but it's definitely like an unfeasible challenge. Like that's kind of what they're trying to aim for with this is splintered paths. Uh, and the, like, it's supposed to be choices. I think they're trying to go for a 12, six, three. I don't know. And they want to reduce the amount of contestants for speediness of the production, but they also want to make sure, uh that there is some sort of uh as long as there's the qualifier the main portion the main wipeout and then the wipeout zone that they're good because i think that's what people just remember about the original wipeout the qualifier with the big balls in the late at night wipeout zone as long as you have those two 
They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to tumble around. I just hope they have multiple obstacles when it comes to this wipeout. When I mean more obstacles, I mean they do not repeat the course. What did wipe out in on ABC was a tournament structure and a lack of new obstacles. And when I mean obstacles, rotate them out. You can have like hurdles one episode, and then you can have it be like a pinwheel one episode. Then you can have like the weird windmill from Holy Moly in one episode. Like you can rotate them out. You don't have to just stick with one obstacle. If you, as long as there's more variety, people will know that's a new episode. If you keep showing the same obstacles over and over again in the same, someone gets hit in the face and they fall in the water. People are going to tune out because they think they just saw this episode before and they think it's a repeat. You don't want viewers to think they're watching a rerun. You want them to think they're watching a new episode. So as long as they have a variety of obstacles, even if it's less money or less budget, maybe there's like two or three and they mix it up. Like this is a hurdle and a windmill and this is a windmill and a hurdle. Something different. Variety is what matters in this. Uh, and for Wipeout, it's an iconic modern game show. People love the funny, silly fall, pratfall. And because this is a Turner-owned thing, I don't think it's going to be John Henson and John Anderson and Jill Wagner. I'm thinking it's going to be a, a, a whole new cast. You know, get your NBA on TNT cast. Get your Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley's in there. Uh, but, you know, this show, definitely a, a fan favorite. People love Wipeout. And I'm glad it's back. I'm glad the big balls are back. As long as they maintain a variety of obstacles and they don't just intentionally do the uh, hydro uh, splat and surprise knock them into the water thing, I think they'll be okay. They're either going to play a straightforward competition or they're going to go 100% slapstick. It's going to be one or the other, but I'm not trusting the word drama in this. If it's one thing I know about the producers of Wipeout, they do not want the sob story. They do not want sadness. They want silly, 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 silly. Consistent silly and completely low stakes. So, to hear the word drama in this, I'm scared. But, I, I don't know. I could be wrong with this. Anyway, uh, I'm excited for Wipeout. Can't wait. Uh, now let's start today's episode. Whenever I talk about a children's game show, there's always that feeling of nostalgia I have when I watch it. And Figure It Out definitely holds up in that regard. I never really cared much for the contestants so much as the panelists. You know, I always want to have that jumpsuit and ask the yes or no questions and figure out what they do. Well, there's slime everywhere and things flying all over the place. It's one of my favorite game shows, and it has a weird origin story. It was one of those shows that has been just kind of a Nickelodeon byproduct since, like, the early 90s. Uh, it came, they, you credit the show to two people, Kevin Kay and Magda Leoli. 
Now, Leoli is still working Nickelodeon, uh, does a lot of special events like the Kids' Choice Awards, uh, definitely does things like My Family's Got Guts, uh, the, I was responsible for the original Figured Out, as well as was a writer for Nickelodeon Guts, and a few other scripted shows like Space Cases and all that, and is currently working on as a story editor for It's Pony, which is a cartoon on Nickelodeon. So everything is weird when it comes to where you become as a writer to where you end up in creating a game show. And the other person is Kevin Kay, who was the exec at Nickelodeon at the time, uh, responsible for putting SpongeBob SquarePants on the air, was responsible for making the switch over to Spike and having shows like The Ultimate Fighter and Lip Sync Battle, Ink Master, and everyone's favorite John Taffer-hosted show, Bar Rescue, where he screams at bar owners. The MTV Networks was weird at the time. It was the 90s. You got to think. 90s was kids watch Nickelodeon, teenagers watch MTV. And they figure out pretty much a chemistry of what worked. In the 90s, you know, Nickelodeon had a lot of shows. Scripted live action shows like all that. Game shows, cartoons, you name it. Uh... It's kind of weird to kind of compare it to modern-day Nickelodeon, which is a totally different world of Nick. Kids are mostly watching on-demand versus watching on-air cable. But if it's on cable, it's kind of a, well, SpongeBob's on the air, Loud House is on the air, and then maybe a game show, maybe something else, maybe a live-action, all that revival. Who knows? Um... So it's a fascinating look back at what Nickelodeon used to be versus what it is today. But then finding out when there was a revival of Figured Out a while back with Jeff Suffin as the host, what they took from the 90s format into the modern day, what worked, what they tried to improve on, and then the unfortunate news of what caused its downfall. And... Uh, to me, Figure It Out is one of those game shows where it's fun to cover your eyes, cover your ears, and listen, because here's your first secret now. Hi, my name is Jordan Haas, and I podcast about game shows. That We already know that, but you know, let's just turn the table. With me on the line is our friend, Mitch. Mitch Rake. Hey, what's going on? I promised you guys Mitch would be here. Mitch on the web. Mitch is here. It's been a long time coming. It's the, no, really, like, I would, if I'm really not, like, kidding, like, I think when I first said, like, I need guests for the show. November. Like, November. (laughs) I had just moved into a new apartment. It was like Halloween. It was like Halloween week. Yes. Yes. I had just moved into a new apartment, and I'm like, cool. I have good internet, finally. I didn't have a good microphone at the time. Um, I do now. Uh, Thank you to Bugmane and Van Robichaud. Thank you to Um, the Bazizio Gaming Company. Yeah. Well, actually, it's Bugmane Foundation. The the Bugmane Foundation did that. So, really? One of the great. Uh, I I did not know you were you were one of the gracious uh, winners of the grant yeah. money. Yeah, it was a very merry Christmas for me. I was one of the uh, the vans and put some money. I mean, that's see, I I, I you know that's kind of why I like the the the, the bug bugiverse the Slurp Fam 
the it's just like yeah it's all it all looks too goofy and too surreal but at the end of the day it's like real good people doing real good things to like you don't really see this with like I don't know Mr. Beast. You don't see that with like uh, it's Ninja. Doughboys. It's not even Doughboys. It's not even like uh, like your Kickstarter sucks. It's it's so. I think it's because it's the extended bit of that Van does so well. Van's Van's just like a, a business school guy who. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a business school guy who just like like just does these long extended experimental bits, and they're so good always. You have to fill that in in case there's game show fans watching this going, I don't yeah. know what Bugman is. I don't know who Van Robichaud is. So, oh, boy. Bugman's tough to explain. I'll explain Van Robichaud, though. So um, so he did write uh, the the hit comedy, help write the hit comedy movie Fist Fight. And, um, and uh, he's a comedian, and he's part of the Greater Upright Citizens Brigade group of comedians out there. Um he- Fun fact, he wrote the original script for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, too. Well... Not the uh, one that was used. The one that not the one that was used, yep. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah that's kind of a, a, a sore subject, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, very another, cool, but, but... And he's also one that planted a GPS device in... Uh... <laughs> well, I think his crowning achievement is Mitch.Pizza. Mitch.Pizza, you can give Mitch Mike Mitchell a, yes. <laughs> a pizza. Yes. So, so that no, well, Mitch.Pizza, the joke was um, that he never checked his email. So you could send an email to Mitch, Mitch.Pizza.com or whatever, and uh, they would print out that email and they would hand deliver it to Mitch at his house, <laughs> which is the funniest thing ever. That's such a good bit. And I, as someone who wasn't good at uh, checking his email when he was in college, uh, I really could have used the service. Like, <laughs> he is uh... <laughs> no, like, like uh, Maddie. Maddie. Maddie's uh, got GPS. Uh, so there was Maddie leaks. Yes, yes, uh, that was another very good bit. Yep. There's apparently, yep. and this is, I'm not kidding. He has a dossier on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh. on his laptop is like he has docs on me and it's like everything from like every time I reference Nightwing or pizzas or hamburgers. Funny. That's why. So he's got a complete compilation of good night hamburger. That's cool. He probably does. I did. I have to double check well, that. Uh, and Bugmane sure. is of Doughboy's fame, but also, uh, we're, agent? everyone knows he's, um, so like he is this fascinating figure, uh, a cult, he has a cult. He has yep. a little uh, convention. But, yeah, and, uh, there. He's also the star of in the new uh, Vub, uh, Quibi Plus slash Vubu Plus. Yes. Uh, show Bugs House. Yes, and uh, and he did uh, he did a broadcast uh, not too long ago where he found out he announced that uh, he has passed away and he is now his mind has been uploaded to the computer. So it's a brave new world for Bug Maine. Bugman is a computer. Apparently, he he does listen to this podcast. I'm just as shocked as you are. <laughs> oh my god! He watches game that shows, but I, I have met him. I have met him uh, at Bug Tour. You know, we we hung out afterwards, so it was very cool. Yeah, apparently, real chi- like legit, like one of the chillest, funniest people you'll ever meet. He's a great guy. He's a great. Guy. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, he's the night. star of the Bug Con. It's held every year at Burbank. <laughs> Fingers crossed as to what'll happen this year, man. Yeah. 
uh, you know, I, I, he's just, he's a frantic figure and I'm glad that he's like donating money to help the cause, give you a microphone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been using it on my Twitch stream. Um, I will be getting a curling podcast started up at some point, probably next curling season. We'll see where the, when the hell, because, uh, we kind of need, uh, us Canada borders open and I don't know. And you know, I like, you know, curling is a fun sport to watch sometimes. It's you know, so I, fun. It, it's one part shuffleboard, one part darts. Yeah, and and part bowling as well. You can have a beer on the ice too. Oh man, that's something of a nice tail. frosty cold one as you just it slide is, the stone. It is so fun. <laughs> but there's a good amount of uh, cardio to it too. I mean, if you're sweeping, you are doing a lot of work. Uh, so check out curling sometime. I'll make a little plug for that right now. If you if you uh, want to have a really good time, um, and you're not afraid of uh, of maybe slipping and falling your first time. Because it's always kind of funky under you, but catch on quick. And uh, yeah, check out a curling club near you. There, that's their plug. We're doing that right out of the gate. <laughs> just curling club. Just curling. Just check out curling. Uh, <laughs> and now let's get to today's featured presentation here. Yes. Today's episode, the reason we were here, it, it took a while, on and off. Delays, fires, floods, uh, quarantine. <laughs> a little bit of snow, too. Snow. Uh, Actually, quarantine is probably the reason depression why on all of us. Uh, a, sl- a snowstorm and and broken internet led us to this one episode. So you better be grateful, you fucking viewers. <laughs> <laughs> you pieces of shit. I wanted this episode for almost half a year. <laughs> Damn it. I think you guys are pretty good, a lot better than pieces of shit. But Jordan, yes, he said that you guys are pieces of shit. So I, I love them. I love tough them. Tough to hear. <laughs> They're better than Tough the Doughboys love. viewers. Tough love from Jordan. You know, like I know, I know the base. They will love this episode because, because usually I realize when it comes to episodes, if it's an obscure game show, they kind of just go, eh, "I'm not going to watch or I skip to the end," mm-hmm. unless it's a good guest. But if it's something that they recognize from their their childhood or still on the air, they watch and they listen, and it's good. And this is one from the childhood. This is a children's yes. game show. This is my first game show that I really got into, and I am a big time game show. Fan. We'll say that right. Uh, my sister, big time game show fan, actually quarantine and COVID-19 uh, prevented her from being able to do prices right VIP back. Oh thing. no. I know she was gonna she was gonna do it with a friend or some of that because I was very very hurt because she didn't ask me if I wanted to go because oh, I VIP experience super good. Oh, you get to see, you get like, to see all the props, you get to see like price tags, you see prizes. I'm gonna, what I'm gonna ask him is does range game really have can't be started up after 36 hours <laughs> now that's that's i would i would corner corner the the, the stage manager and grill him on that because that was one of my favorite little things i game yeah, shows I, is you can't remember don't show, push anymore because 36 hours from now we have to reset yes, yes when a game show has lore when it kind of has like a little little quirks in it like uh the range game 36 hours thing um, and like in in this game show has has some very fun little things to it as well. Yes, I'm I'm surprised like like a lot of that's a good like that's like that's a good niche that a lot of game show like oh geez this guy knows his stuff he does. Mitch definitely loves game shows was one of the first to jump on and it's like we're finally talking about figure it out, uh, which kind of is an offshoot of a lot of the uh, Goodson Todman panel game shows of the fifties. Your your I've it's got secrets. Your what's my lines. But there's something and, and, distinct about this. Yes, and and I think it's the '90s explosion, the the explosion effect of the '90s, the uh, the 
the purple, the green, the color scheme. And uh, let's go to like the first big thing that I think we all remember from this game show, Billy the Answer Hat. Oh, we, we, should we bring out, we should do that. We, now let's, you know what? Yes. Let's bring out Billy the Answer Head. Uh, Part of the show, because this is what you have to figure out about Ryan. Right now it says, Billy, blank, 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 blank. From blank. Uh, now what's cool is that they could have done anything on that. They could have just put, you know, four blanks in a row on TV screens, whatever they wanted to. They decided, you know what, let's put that inside a head. Let's make the profile of a head let's make i mean that is what they kind of did with the reboot was the tv screens but that is i saw that and it pissed me off because billy the answer head is one of my favorite little pieces of lore with the with this uh he's uh, the mascot he's the whammy he's yes you want you want to root for billy and then there's like exactly and then there's the lore of like the family of billy's and the family style like little billy Yes. yes when when uh when there's too many words and so they got little billy to fill it in because there's only uh what seven six or seven uh, spaces so what they did in the early round it's it's seven it's seven spaces but in the event it needs eight or nine they split one in half so there's little half one so it's like uh for instance dodgeball would be dodge and ball so oh know, and they would just put yeah, both that's... words together so you would hear ball but then you would not know it's dodgeball oh yeah with compound words it can be complicated and Actually, that's surprising because it's one thing that uh, helps the panelists, which in this game, I will say right now, I don't know how more the panelists need. You, you don't. It's, 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 the panelists really get like every clue in their book. They know it. They know it. They know it ahead of time. There was one I watched. I watched three episodes, <laughs> in, um, but there was one, I think, where they didn't, but that's because they didn't know exactly what musical instrument, but I think all the other ones they had. Yes. So but this the, is the thing. It's the thing. So, well, I'll go, go on positional stuff on it. Uh, so it, it, the the format is very, yes. very simple. Like, easiest thing to explain here. Uh, there is a few Nick celebrities. Four, in fact. They get to ask yes or no questions down the line. They get to keep asking questions as soon as they get yeses, but as soon as there's a no, play passes to the next celebrity panelist whose turn is to then continue the yes-no questions. Uh, midway during the minute on round one, a clue will be jumped either through the air, from the audience, on a television monitor, from the charade brigade, uh, inside clue boxes, on a clue train. (laughs) Almost always the first blindfolded for it, and they have their blindfolds ready because contestant reveal to have yeah, it's, it's always a clue reveal. And always the, the, it's supposed to be like, I feel something weird. I don't know what this is. Fuzzy. There was blades of grass in one episode, and uh, they had no idea what they were feeling until they took the blindfolds off. And it's always when time's up, they get to see what the thing was. So that's an extra element of what they is gave this? Them, they gave them about 15 seconds of blindfoldedness in the first round for, for those, I think. They're able to look because they saw grass, and they're like, oh, it's grass, okay. And remember, as soon as you say something that's on the clue board... And even if it's not your turn. Yeah, you could just say it out loud. If you do, you'll hear this sound. It's playing, believe me. Uh, and it'll fill in <laughs> Billy the answer head. If you can fill in all the words respective to the person's secret, you the celebrity panelist wins. If they cannot figure it out within three rounds... 
this the contestant wins three fabulous prizes. The first one, something small, a medium prize, and then a super deluxe prize. Jay, what are they going to win? Probably I'm gonna say, a trip to Universal Studios Orlando. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna, I have something to say about those prizes, but I, I, I will save myself for the prizes. But I think you said a small prize for the first round. And I think that's an understatement. Well, so uh, go sometimes on. It's Nintendo. Go on. Sometimes it's Nintendo 64. Well, the fir- not the first prize. Oh, you mean the um, the prop, the prop prize? Oh my God, that's the funniest thing. Well, well, yeah, yeah. So we'll let's dive in right now. So the prize is you win a prize after each minute, after each one minute round. So there's three rounds, and then uh, they get their their final guess after the first round. But after each round, they get a prize. In the first in the, in the first season, I believe it was. Uh, you would win a prize, which was a prop from a defunct Nickelodeon show. So uh, something um, from the All That Said, from Keenan well, and Kel Said, All That Said, the the, the global guts set. Guts set. Seen, yes, the three set pieces I saw, and I wrote them all down because these are insane. So, um, someone got like like an as an Olmec head, like not not Olmec Olmec head from. Like Olmec is in like the Olmec Indians, like one of those style heads from, oh, the Legends, from Legends of the Temple. Hidden Temple. Someone else got a golden idol from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Really good. A couple of weird hats from Clarissa Explains It All, which, by the way, Melissa Joan Hart, big time babe. <laughs> love, love Melissa Joan Hart. She's great. Call me if you're listening, Melissa Joan Hart. We love um, Melissa and Joey. We love Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yes. Yes. I think she's like really Christian now, but. We love um, uh, we love hit flicks movies that you're in. We're a big fan of God's yes. Not Dead. Man, yep. So yeah, she did all. And then um, uh, but I'm gonna say this right now. One episode where the girl from the Mystery Files of Shelby Woo nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Got the answer completely right. Her first guess, like in, within the first ten seconds of the second round. So the girl that uh that uh her secret was pop the world's largest box of popcorn when she really just helped do it her school did it like that that sucks that's that's a really that's a very, um but uh so all she got was a speed bump from <laughs> she got a speed bump like like a speed bump that's about like the width of my <laughs> hey that it's speed a speed bump, bump could have done a lot of stuff on global guts uh so jordan i have a question you're a time game show guy. yeah and i am as seen What's the worst prize seen someone win that they have played it up as an actual good thing that they won, not like a zonk, right? From from Let's Make a Deal. What's the worst prize you've seen someone win? Someone leave home with, leave leave the show with? Definitely I school supplies. A, Always school supplies. I I think it's a speed burn from Global Guts. But at least like, that's like something from a TV trash. show. It's trash. Like like it's some it's some thirteen year old girl that ends up with a like just. It doesn't even look cool. It's just a big gray bump. <laughs> bump. Like, you don't want like a. What the hell are you going to do with you would that? Rather have a, like a ruler and a calculator. Yes, at least I can use a calculator to say boobs. <laughs> then like a helmet that doesn't fit you from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> no, a helmet's cool. This is a speed. A speed bump. Like not even the bike. Large... Not even the bike that the mat no. the game was in. No, that'd be cool. No, it's. Do you think it, it was just it, like, oh, we just have this lying around. We need something. It, Toys R Us is exactly not returning our phone calls. They they want it. Well, no, they got plenty of Toys R Us. The people that we were can. in the uh, audience for the Secret Slime action, but and we'll we'll go into that in a little bit. But yeah. this is the worst prize 
that they made it sound like it's a good thing. A speed bump from the legends. No, see, I, the one I remember was, uh, so if you remember all that, yeah, they had the, the green room and it was all these portraits of the, the cast. So all they okay. had was this big old plate featuring two cast members' faces <laughs> on a plate. That'd be cool. I would love that. I would cherish that. It would be up in my apartment right now, like like 20 years later. Like a Lori I'd Beth still... Denberg. <laughs> Lori, okay, I will say this right now. Lori Beth Denberg is one of the great comedic actresses that never got a chance because uh, she is a little bit bigger. You know, I do. I am friends with her on Facebook. Uh, I think, I think, I think she, she could have had a really good career. But she, I think she that definitely should, and she's always just typecasted as either the the librarian character from her all that years. <sighs> She, she was, was in the, old, she was in dodgeball now. I remember she was in dodgeball. She was in dodgeball. She was the big. She was the big cheerleader that fell on Justin Long. That's a that's an embarrassment for someone with her comedic chops. She is right? a great improv actress. Like She's amazing so improv good. skills. She is so good. I watched old episodes of all that. I watched tons of it. And she like the vital information com- thing was like everyone's like favorite bit. segment on all that, and it's like what a good bit. <laughs> all of her bit. Her, her, Keenan and Cal were like the three pillar right of it. Well, and Cal, Cal just brought the energy, and he could play off anyone. He's really good with that. Keenan's an actually really good comedic actor, and I think Lori Beth is just as good as Keenan. And then we have Josh Server and Danny Tamborelli, who are both regulars on the show. But Danny Tamborelli is 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 fine. But I would say and he's more Pete and Pete than all that. If you were yeah, like, remember Dave yes. Tamborelli, where was he from? He is. He was Pete and Pete, but he didn't. Didn't he do a pot or no? Uh, he did. He did all that. Uh, he, he might have done a pot on though. I'm not sure. And then he, I don't uh, know. he tried to do. I think he then he spanned off Nickelodeon for a bit. Obviously, was, went to music. Sure, and that goes great. Uh, now he's returned from when they were like doing retro '90s Nickelodeon. Like, hey, yep. Danny Tamborelli. And that's always that's if you can if you can get by going to conventions, ending a job, you are set. You are set. Such good supplementary income where you can work a job thirty selling insurance or something. Yes, and then, that's Josh. Josh does real estate. Yeah. Now. Yep. Yep. And then leave. And then leave like Friday through Sunday. And just sign up, go to conventions, take pictures, do all that stuff. That's such a good life. That's so good. Like, man, I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be that would be cool, I think. So after round one, Family. when you win uh, a half pendant go of on. life from Legends of Hidden Temple, or mm-hmm. a piece of a Think Fast set, or uh, <laughs> something from Finders Keepers, half, Double Dare 2000. You're a, you're a wiener? Wienerville. From, yeah, yeah, you won the golden wiener from Wienerville. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you you won Wienerville. You you actually just won the whole set. You just won everything because that shit got canceled. Uh, you uh, you go into round two, but before we get to round two, uh, Ooh, yeah. we have to talk about the secret slime action. Ooh, so this is what made it a Nickelodeon show, truly. So now, uh, for the viewers at home, here's a secret slime. <laughs> the secret slime action is uh, touching your nose. The chin grip always. Always one like in the early ones, it was always like either saying a yes, getting a yes answer, or touching your nose, or opening a door, or touching your. It was head. always emotion. It was always emotion. It was it was the ones I remember. Uh, there's the you know uh, grabbing your chin, touching another contest, another panelist. Any of those will get you slimed. 
And if you get slimed, then someone in the audience takes home a prize. And Jay, what's the prize? It's a figure out backpack. It's uh, Toys R Us money. That's what I've seen every time. Toys R Us uh, figure it out sweater. That's uh, That would be cool as hell. Like a, cool, a figure it out backpack. I have um, a Star Wars episode one back. That oh, I, dude. That's so cool. For Frito Lay or something like that. And um, I know I'll be wearing that to Bug Con. <laughs> like, like the, that old stuff is so cool. So cool. Especially if so it's still good. in condition. Like, if it's still in condition, that's when it, like, it's it's got it's got a stain on it. But like, I remember taking that back to every Boy Scout meeting. I think when I was uh, when I was very took, proud. You got the putty sauce. Was the putty sauce? Putty. <laughs> Right. Uh, so so uh, we go to round two. Another minute on the clock, unless it's the rebooted version. Then it's only oh, forty five yeah? seconds. I'm not familiar with the rebooted version. I'll get but, into that in um, the in the second half. Uh, a minute on the clock. Very sacrilege. Repeat the same clue, uh, but we also give you a, a clue board. We will repeat what events transpired in the first round to help the contestants, uh, the celebrity panelists out. So it's like didn't invent something, not an athlete. So. Sister's you, not a hamster. Yep, it's always it's always two helpful things and one goofy thing because here's the thing is that the panelists are definitely uh, not taking it seriously at all. No, they're, they're asking actually there is rules here. They actually were told specifically make sure they win round 1. Like you have to give them yes. a win but then play yes. serious when it gets to round 2 and 3. <laughs> yeah, cuz and then Shelby Wu just went for it. <laughs> Went for the throat at the beginning of uh, of round two of that one episode. Just Shelby Wu. If Shelby Wu, Lori Beth Demberg. Well, she's uh, got the mystery files. What do you think? She's going to figure it out. She's the detective. Huh. And you know what? We need to we need to stand for the mystery files of Shelby Wu uh, right it's now. A good forgotten show. It's a really good show. That it's and Alex Mack. Alex Mack, Shelby Wu, Space Cases, in that order. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Alex Mack, she could turn into a liquid. She turns into the Capri Sun. Yes, the Capri Sun. Yeah, that's the old commercial. Also, yeah. fun fact: uh, Young Jack Allison was in Secret World of Alex Mack. No way! I have to find this. You got to you got to ask Jack Allison. He was in Alex Mack. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna watch just episode and look for him. A small round boy. <laughs> so why is he complaining about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, this guy's talking about a movie that hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> No, no, it's it's actually like a tragic backstory for Jack. It's like I'm looking forward for Star Wars. It's going to be great. It's fantastic. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. And then he's like, um, I mean, I liked it. It was great. And then everyone's like, This is the worst movie. What do you mean? It's great. Well, I guess it's well. I guess it's not so good. <laughs> then nope. we get into round three. Now, hey, round three, enough. the clue is different because it's always Charade Brigade. Always and Charade Brigade does a pretty good job. Although, although I guess one was uh, one kid I saw make shoulder blade stand person yeah. do a tap dance for the second round, but kind of sh- yeah, he kind of he kind of sometimes Charade Brigade suck. I mean, like the thing is, they try to do like what's the best action to illustrate. They try to do a hint for one word. That's usually the that rule of thumb. Uh, now I I know people who worked on the rebooted version of Figured Out who've also worked on the original. Uh, Interesting. Okay. So I know exactly how they do the show. <laughs> I'm not going to say is, any secrets. Um, other than I heard, I heard you tell me one secret about the. They do an air cannon in the rebooted. In the uh, original, it was yeah. just like a five gallon bucket on top of them. And and you know what? 
I like the five gallon bucket. You no, know, you don't want to drown them in slime. And these- well, well, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. If you drown them in slime, you have to stop the show for like fifteen minutes. Oh, they do not stop the something. show. They they really it's like tape. Like they go back into the game. Well, like like you can still operate once you've gotten a five bucket of slime put on you, right? Like yes. you know, like it's just down your back, and you're like, oh shit, got in my hair. Okay, we're gonna go right back along. I don't know. It, it it really is. No, like the, I was there for the a taping. Arms I was there for a taping of that figure. Really? They had if you see oh, a season two episode, you will see a giant tall man in the background of for the lots like five year olds. That's so good. <laughs> That's me. I'm the big That's kid. So good. I get. I got slimed kind of because you of did. that. I felt slime because of figured out. No way. Oh my god. That's that's cool. How old were you? I am thirty one. <laughs> You went, this was you like 2012, went, so I was like 20. I was in. Oh, oh, you went to the reboot. You went to the reboot. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. How old were you? Yeah. I, I didn't know what what generation you were. I did have a friend from. who was a, a con, was going to be was a contestant for Figured Out, but was not selected. It was one of those holding contestants. Like, oh, oh man, I wanted to be someone got sick so or cried. Yeah, cried. That's one of the things I want to say is that those contestants are not camera ready at all. Oh, they they are raw. <laughs> Especially when it's like, okay, we're in the third round. Uh, all right, yeah. and oh, time's up. Oh, it's a well, little, final it's a guesses. Boy, it's a little boy named Jonathan. His parents dressed him like he is. He is. He doesn't creates peanut butter him. jelly sandwiches with blank. Yep, and people people are asking him for no questions. They're kind of a joke, and he doesn't the joke. He's a kid, yes, and he's car- <laughs> He's terrified I, to be on. I so, love it. Uh, so he looks up at summer, and uh, let's let's just get into it. Right oh, you want, some, you, summer, want a, you want a simulation host, of figure it out right now? <laughs> the host is Summer Sanders, and it's the Summer Sanders show. And quite frankly, I will say right now, the best show in town. Summer Sanders, absolute babe. She's a babe. Right she now, was an Olympic she is, gold medal swimmer. She's still a babe. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, she is, no, she still, is still funny. She is still. She like, is awesome. She is so good. Like, great follow on Instagram. You know, you see a picture of you still look amazing. Like a one piece on, you know, at the pool, just getting laps in. Right. It's just like, holy shit. Time, time doesn't impact. She does not. Uh, she uh, got the gold medal in the butterfly and in the melody relay. So she is a gold medal, like Olympic, and it's always funny yeah. when it's like that's who they got to host because you know this well, is the Nickelodeon era when it's, it's just like here's Phil Moore and here's it's, Kurt it's Falk, Michael, here's it's, these... it's Michael Phelps. Like it's, nowadays, it's, it'd be like Michael Phelps doing this, and it's well, like, it's the exact same thing. She was a Michael Phelps of her time. She was a Natalie Coughlin of. Her and I will, exact... will point this out here: one of the ver- one of the rare breeds of woman game show host like there's not a lot of yes ladies hosting 100%. game shows and this was and the she 90s does, she's so good with the kids oh no she, she was like so perfect with the, with the kids she's like you want you want that prize right you really want to go she you want the perfect. nintendo you want the nintendo right i it's it's staggering how good she is with kids and she's probably in her like what her like 20s or 30s in this show she's sitting there going if like that. you want the you want that if. uh you want that a uh, boom box right that boom box Yes. Yo, well, well, you're excited you just got that boombox because you don't know what you're going to get after the second round. And here's some second round prizes that I've noticed that I can I can tell some people here. 
Um, so we have got um, a Magna bike with a water bottle. Uh, we've got a basketball. Which, by the way, at the time, it's, this is like $400. Like, this is like big money. <laughs> yeah, a Sega, a Sega Saturn. Whoa, so, we uh, forgot about the Sega Saturn. <laughs> you got a Sega Saturn, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a Veriflex scooter bike, scooter bikes, and then a pair of... And here's a weird one. Here's a weird one that I saw. Okay, skateboard, some inline skates, and a canopy. You know those, you know those, you know, four-legged canopies that you can put up wherever? Oh, no. So it's like you can have like a have at, tent? Yeah, that, that people have at like tailgate parties and stuff. That was in the prize package. <laughs> it's I like, mean, like if it's a hot summer day, I mean. It's, it's promotional considerations, man, at its best, right? With Jay, like, and he's just in there like, you got a canopy, a bike, airline skate. Jay, Jay is a king. He is so good. He is so fun. He's such a fun guy. I like to see that. And that, that was what Nickelodeon was back then. It was just guys having fun. And it was intersectional at the time. It had a lot of like African Americans that were just as high up as like as like actors. There was you know plenty of like you you see um, on the on the panel you have Lori Beth, um, guy that looks like Adam Driver, Alicia Reyes, <laughs> Alicia Reyes, a Tina was uh, who was a uh, who was an African American guy. So it's like it's like get something, and they did such a good job with that. Yeah, and we're talking about diversity in its uh, panelists. Yes, you got Danny Tamborelli, famous for screaming, I don't know, pass, and freaking out when the slime gets dumped on him. Oh, yeah, he is, he was uh, one of the best uh, slime recipients out there. I think he uh, he leaned into it quite a bit. Because everyone wanted, it's like Danny, Lori Beth, Kevin Coppolo, yeah. uh, Kel Mitchell, yes. or Keenan. Uh, Man, those, those, two are, those two were the kings in Nickelodeon. But also another, uh, also first unfigured out, cartoon characters as celebrity yes. guests. Well, well, let's go into some other uh, uh, panelists that I that I uh, that I've noticed have been on there. Uh, we had Colin Mockery, yes, on there. Chris Jericho and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, so I remember just him getting slimed and going, "Ho!" <laughs> so all every single time you have a celebrity guest, they will get. And Coolio, Coolio was on it as well. And I can't imagine just how blazed Coolio for that, <laughs> for that. Coolio got, and then like when they did the family thing, they get they guess like they brought someone's aunt on or uncle who had no yep. clue what the uh, that rules. So if you wanted fun, uh, they did the tracking. Danny Tamborelli was on the most episodes. Yes, ninety six. Then Kevin with fifty six. Kevin Copeland, yeah. The 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 for those of you who don't remember, Kevin Copeland is the five minute. He is the uh, he was a stage manager for all that and then he became the guy f- pretty much who was producing a lot of the uh the later shows like he did good yeah. he did uh he he's actually one of the producers behind stripperella when it was on spike really <laughs> yeah uh he did austin alley on the uh, he does a lot of uh, disney channel stuff now so he did jonas brothers yes. show he did sunny well, with he's a, he's a he's a viac he's a viac well, no guy. no 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 sorry sorry disney channel is most certainly not viac it's a Disney. He's a Disney That's boy. Dover. Uh, gave him a, they gave him a good uh, good deal. Okay. Interesting. So that's interesting that he was an actual producer who and... pulled double duty, who got on stage. Very interesting to see. Uh, he was a writer for all that as well. That makes sense. That and then makes I think sense. he's yeah. writing a bit for the new all that, if I'm not mistaken, probably is not, but I'm, I'm so, assuming so. So he's friends with noted horrible human being. What's his name? We don't need to talk. Oh, uh, yes. Big fan of his uh, kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. 
Be sure to See, watch I Henry wa- Danger. Now I watch on, or Danger Force. I watch all. I watch a uh, Good Bird. Yes, a great movie. He, the manager of the he Good Burger. His his lines so good in that. So Bailey, can this guy have a job? No. Like that's it. <laughs> it's so good, so funny. But like, I can't laugh at that anymore. That sucks. And. But now you got Cat Dog. You got Cat Dog on the panel. Cat. Well, Cousin Skeeter was also Cousin, Cousin Skeeter, Skeeter, the first puppet. He was. He was a puppet, and and I could not find the video for. The, but I remember him getting slimed. Can't imagine that they would have slimed a puppet. They actually right? and, did. And they, they did. They slimed the puppet. That they had to clean. Yeah. And that is. Yeah. I. I. I have faint memory. Must have got. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like I, you know, if you had put anything on, this is felt. These are felt puppets, and it's like you yeah. put slime on there. Now it is non-toxic. It is like easily able to be no, cleaned. It's gonna stain, dude. But yeah, it leaves like a small green residue on this stuff. Oh yeah, it's gonna ruin your shirt. Like if it ruins your shirt, it's gonna ruin your puppet, right? Like what the hell happens? So they must have multiple cousin skeeters. So truther now. Well, they do you want the truth? Do you actually want the truth on that? They actually made that dude. specifically for the show. Because if you for the show, that's what I think it was. They actually made a little jumpsuit for. For a cousin Skeeter, because all the celebrity well, panelists have to wear a jumpsuit. Yeah. They have to wear, yeah, like, wear a little coveralls. jumpsuit yeah. uh, because it's all messy, slimy, and they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. This is my. This is also as a child to jumpsuit. So, so really, so you want to be cool a cool. only not for being a, like having a talent. You want to be on the celebrity panels. What I'm hearing here, so you can get the jumpsuit. Well, yeah, right. Like you wouldn't. I mean, it, you'd you'd be a Nickelodeon star. You'd be on all that. I, to me, like that would be it. Like I, you know what? I'm, you know, you're actually not that wrong. Actually, now that I think yes. of this. But the problem is, because I know myself, I'd be the guy who would solve it in the first round and like break someone's heart. So you'd be Lori Beth, because Lori Beth did that all the time. She was notorious. Uh, in the rebooted version, in the rebooted version, uh, Sierra Bravo was uh, interesting. Was the, basically the Lori Beth. When she was in the fourth position, she was in the Lori Beth chair. It's the curse. Always. The curse of the fourth chair. Nails it within like... No, no. It's 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 The fourth chair is the center square in Hollywood Squares. It is a spot of honor. Uh, Matt Bennett. It's the Lori Beth spot. By the way, Matt Bennett was also on there. Uh, he used to be on Nickelodeon, and now he's kind of doing a lot of sketch stuff on the internet. He was, uh, he was on American Vandal recently. Uh, American Vandal kicks... Yeah, so he he I'm basically gonna, was the, he was the replacement Danny Tamborelli on on the reboot version. So mm-hmm. whenever they needed someone to overreact to getting slimed, he it, they called Matt Bennett up. Hey, that's that's what you need. That's what you need. Phil Phil was doing a really Phil. What? Yeah, Phil uh, Phil Moore. Something. Phil Moore. Phil Moore. Phil Moore was killing it. He was so good on this. I mean, think about it. It really was who's who of Nickelodeon in the nineties. It really was yep. like. Anyone who was anyone on Nickelodeon at oh, that yeah. time. If you're on the show, you're going to be able to figure it out. So it was, uh, you. yeah, you had Kevin and you had Danny. You Alicia had uh, Red. Lori Beth. You had Dan- uh, Keenan and Kel. You had Phil yep. Moore. You had uh, Mo-, Mo. You had Mo from Guts. You had Michael Malley from Guts. Obviously, you didn't, get, you, didn't get, you didn't get Mark Summers, obviously. Now, now here's, here's the timelines don't line up in my head. Amanda Bynes. Joined yes all that later on unfit uh yeah she joined she joined all that in around 97 98 okay so season remember, three season three of figured out i remember when, them re- uh, yeah so you would have a young amanda Bynes uh before and, they and, moved and the amanda show over to los angeles by the way i mean she could ham yeah no no it was pre-amanda show because all ended 
Yeah, this was a no. There was yeah. no Drake and Josh. This was pre Drake and Josh. No, this this was before Josh Bell was a glimmer in his father's eye. When when uh, <laughs> when Josh Peck was famous for appearing on Rosie O'Donnell's Funny Kids VHS oh, tape. Shit. Did I say? Did I say Josh Bell? Yes, Josh Bell. God damn it, Josh uh, Peck. Yeah, Josh Peck uh, was on Rosie O'Donnell's Funny People. Kids are funny VHS tape. Drake oh, course, Bell was the was the kid who's apparently like he's not that savory of a person. He's just kind of the heartthrob. He kind of would try to be in the Nick heartthrob. No, no, he was he was just yeah decent. Enough. He is uh, definitely my rival in the world. He once said he <laughs> wants to be Nightwing in in movies, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> When's my turn? I mean, damn it. <laughs> probably could have pulled it off when he was inner. Yeah, he, he's he's already played a superhero movie. It was called superhero movie. That's right. That's right. He wasn't. Well, you know, he was. You know, because guess it's like Shia LaBeouf. Right? He had to be the Shia LaBeouf. He, he's, he's along. He's along the same age age line of Shia LaBeouf. That's tough to go against. The guy is a total. I'm like, it's, it's not. Fair. So he never. He did go to figure it out the reboot though. Oh sure, yeah, of course. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's that's you know saving. Sh- stars of Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, Give them, throwing them a bone. So then figured out, um, was played with two halves. So you had one kid and then yes. after they reveal and it's either they figured it out or they didn't, they had like a few little like a variety act. Like, oh, you got, you invented this. Let's see you play it yeah, out. Like what it. happens if you Always make a mess? Have them demonstrate. Or, oh, you're always a champion dancer. Do the dance. Yes. Yeah. And they always do it. And it's always pretty cool. Um, now some of the some of the the skills that I've seen are kind of cool. Uh, one kid today that I saw, uh, he can make his shoulder blades. Oh yeah, he broke. He can move out. his shoulder blades. They stick out six inches from his back. Like you, that's insane. Is he a, like, I, I gotta I gotta figure out where this kid is now and see if he can still do it. Because I'm sure once he grew up, right, maybe gain some weight and maybe you know just his body with him, like. <laughs> He just can't do it anymore. Like, always stupid human tricks or some kind of weird things or, like, one girl can play the piano. Like, yeah, hula um, a hula hoop piano player. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, one person uh, hung lizards from his tongue. And it was just like, here's tongue, and then blow. Yeah. Well, they had Lori Beth, and they had a Summer Tribe hanging a lizard from their tongue as well. Wouldn't that, that be fun? That was cool to see. Um now the thing is, is that with these talents, uh, there's a huge disadvantage when you have like the hang the the kid with the lizard. He had three mistresses: hangs, lizards, um, and tongues. Tongue. That's all you have to get. That's such a disadvantage for that kid compared to, let's say, uh, someone with five or six mistresses, right? Oh yeah, like Wild unfair bear. advantage. But usually that one one word is always a real tough word. So it's like, you know what the the one I watched episode four, world's box, they both got it. Oh, they so no one won. No, no big prizes. Yeah, and also those grand prizes. We didn't go on the, to what the grand prize trip to the Bahamas. Well, uh, uh, the first two episodes I were trip to North Carolina. Oh, <laughs> so they okay. Cool. Uh, North, not Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, like on Legends of the Hidden Temple, or I think it was because I would like the thing is though I think like that's the big negative with the show was the grand prize didn't really feel like perfect for figured out. You're 
you're already in Florida. So what are you going to do? Like, I would make it so it's something like a Hollywood thing. Like, you're in Hollywood yeah. or New York. Like, well, glam- well, there, let's well, see there glamour was hang gliding, but, uh, but the, the other episode I watched uh, did have the grand prize trip to uh, Fort Myers Beach in Florida. Oh, resort. That's great. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine. 20 miles away. Great. <laughs> well, you don't have to cover airfare. It's not like the Showcase Showdown or anything like that. We got to cover airfare. Oh yeah, that's right. You pay for everything See, and fly you co- round trip coach from Los Angeles. The great, well, yeah, right. And then you get you get uh, <laughs> you get a bus there. Cool, right? But um, the coolest thing is that with prices, right, it really makes you think. It makes you internalize how much is this prize worth, right? So it ruins every game show subsequent for you because uh, you're starting to think about yeah. Well, I so, don't so, hear anything. So prices, right? Ruined price. This game show. Well, no, no, no. Just the prizes. Like as an adult, watch. As a child, I loved it. Now, I think and I'm sure Space Camp. I'm sure Space Camp was uh, was a big grand prize, right? I mean, they still gave it that way on the rebooted Double Dare. So I would assume somewhat. I I, I think the prize number, like prizes, they say it's like three thousand dollars right now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they about approximate retail value, but you could, you could always kind of mean that it's. About five thousand price. The nice resort. Uh, at one point, rebooted version. It was the Nick Resorts, so Hawaii. That makes sense. Even in the family. And, and the, the the rebooted version actually kind of had like modern prizes. So it was mountain bikes. It was well. Uh, there were there were plenty of mountain bikes in, in the original version as well. I and remember. Sega Saturns, like like a Sega Saturns, no different from Nintendo Switch. Oh oh no no no, no like that's pretty much it. And it's like. Uh, so in the new version, it's minute forty five forty five. Here it's three minutes with three rounds. Uh, but I the, the only difference besides that two halves is it, in the rebooted version. Besides a plethora of slime, and in the mm-hmm. second season they decided to bring some rando and, on in a special week no of Billy. shows. And uh, no Billy. No Billy. It's the it board featuring giant uh, LED TVs. Sucks out. One of those words is the word of honor. If the panelist says the word of honor, then the contestant gets slime and takes home a prize. So even if you well, figure it out, it's at least, yeah. Which made it funny because in one of the rebooted versions, and this is like one of my favorite clips of like modern children's game show, was that was the last word. And I believe oh, it was Ciara. So they knew. They it knew. was like a cruise ship. It was like on a cruise ship was the final word. And as soon and that was the and this was the second half and the word of honor has yet to be sh- shown in the episode. So you hear he does this on a cruise. <laughs> he fucking jumps out, floors oh, yeah. it out of the studio <laughs> before these the slime are, hits him. These people are ready. And 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 even in because here's the thing, I watched episodes one. And I think that the first runs, very first episode of the game, are the purest, most uh, this this game at at its at its core, right? It's before like people became self aware about it. before people figured it out, figured out the game itself, how to play it. There's no meta also because because yeah, season and two it's, and it's beyond, before it's, they fixed the game. You too. invented yeah, something. They, you won an award. Yeah, you created they made it something. Easier to win or harder to win. Yeah. This it at its most pure, so it's like this is good, and they're still ready as hell. That sound effect 
from sliming. And that sound effect is Gordon. Clip of that. <laughs> All right, here you go. Uh, play the uh, slime. There you go. And that is a phone alarm. That is an alarm on your phone, on, on an iPhone. And then there's That's also the sound effect. For a clue. And then. Yes. But that, but that, that, uh, I'm alarm is, is very sound effect. It is. It's a very hear. fun line, and I love it. That's that's the first time I heard that sound effect, and that's what I associated with as being slimed. So, like, whenever people have a phone alarm or whatever, like, I instantly associate that getting slimed. The first person to ever get slimed on Figure Out was Alyssa Ray's of all that. Alicia, first yeah. The first position was Phil Moore on the very first And episode. she's great. Yeah, yeah, Phil Moore, yeah, and he was... Uh, hilarious on that yeah he's very good i actually have the episode guy featuring every talent from every episode up really yes is there a uh, is there a is there a dad there what? is a complete database i am not kidding because i i have seen the uh the price is right I oh yeah love. The, the, i mean that's where we get the oh, uh, pricing game spotlight that is the most beautiful thing ever is that so the so season yeah. two sam roberts of the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts uh, shock jock radio show, Sam yeah. Roberts was a contestant. That's so cool, man. Like, that is... His talent, because you got to think New York <laughs> flip quarters off his ankle. <laughs> That's cool. Um, you know that um, that uh, Marcus Stroman was one of the... In season one. Yeah, he was one of the uh, the, the slime contestant, uh, so the, he would have won a prize. Marcus yes, Stroman. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball player, yeah. So season one, episode 13. Uh, do you think he either was an expert gymnastic rope skipper or invented the tissue holder hat? Wait, wait, Marcus Stroman? Yeah, because that was his no, episode. He, no, he was, in the, he was in the audience. Oh, he was in the audience? He was an audience member who would want it. Yeah, I watched so that So he clip. won the secret slime action prize. I don't know if he won. I don't know if he won. I just know that they mentioned his name. So they uh, might not have done the secret slime action. Because there's plenty of episodes I've seen where the secret slime action, and that kid didn't win a prize. Oh, that would suck. I would. So the, so the big thing about those game show, though, is that really, really, really playing from home. Yes. Oh, and absolutely. Because the big, in the very beginning of the show, actually, yes. I should probably try, can I try and replicate the, the intro theme? To Go it? for it, yeah. All right. It, it's, um, and this is, this is our, our friend, uh, not Phil, um, um, the, uh, the, the main... The guy who announces all the prizes. Jay. All right. So figure Jay, out and he's whispering. Yep. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> oh no, that's the that's some, some crappy video. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, that's the figure out main theme. I want like the you. Have, I know what it is. It is you have to have the pre-show. You got uh, an episode. Thing. Here we go. This celebrity's panelist job will cover some highly unusual secrets. So if you want to guess along with the panel, cover your eyes and ears, because here comes your first secret now. My name is Skylar Sacco, and I dance to island drums in a grass skirt. Uh, Don't worry about setting the table. Your family can eat with their hands. the bathroom. (laughs) That's pretty much it. It was just like the... uh... Yeah. (laughs) The kid kid always says that, yeah. Yeah, But, um... I just love that. Like that's the that's basically how you figure out uh, to figure out theme song. It's like so. This celebrity panelist job will cover some highly unusual secrets. So if you can guess along with the panel, cover your eyes and ears. Here comes your first secret now. Hi, I... my name is Monica, and I like to figure skate while eating ice cream cones. Yep, and then she does. 
It's figure it out. This Larry Palin job will come some usual goods. Catch is they can only ask yes or no questions. Meet our panel now. <laughs> from all well, they, that, it's they, Kevin Coppolo. From they, all that, Kel Mitchell. From all that, Danny Tamborelli. And from all that, Lori Beth Denberg. <laughs> Let's watch as they try to figure it out. So good. I know for a fact they've uh, a couple episodes they have certainly had some trouble asking yes or no questions. Uh, they've just said, like, you do this, this, and this. You know, like, all that. Yeah, Not yeah. asking a yes or no question in the third round. Third round is, goes out the window. Is, yeah, I like sometimes it's just a word, like, basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep. I, no, another that's way yes you can no rename a figure it out is you just have to rename it judges. <laughs> judges have always been, yeah. Well, like, there's so many where it's like, uh, do you play a song? And so, well, I guess so, yes, but, like, that doesn't help you at all. You know, right? Like, like for the yes. Do you play a song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, you is that your talent? No. Uh, so, uh, you want to get into the real technical detail when so for each quote unquote yes. game, each quote unquote game, I figure it out. Uh, there is always at least five words in each of the f- and and then you have things like, like prepositions. So in on of bubs. I they disagree. Episode four was hangs lizards from tongue four. Uh, so then they have four clues and one for each of those four words. Uh, and well, they say like, what's round one's clue and what's an alternative clue in case someone already says it. Really? Uh, well, that must've been later on. That must've been later on because I, I distinctly remember seeing an episode today where, uh, someone just said dance and then the literal girl that came out clue. Yes. The clue four, three had, or a clue. The or girl the started brigade. dancing. Girl started dancing. Yes. And do a dance. And it's like, they just she was supposed to that was episode but that was episode two so they had not ironed those uh those uh wrinkles out they didn't iron the wrinkles out uh whenever they're because obviously the contestant who's supposed to answer yes or no is supposed to be the last person deciding so did you invent something do you use your hands do you uh do you do it outside yeah outside uh do you do it with your family do you Mm -hmm. uh does it involve do you get messy doing it did you invent something? They got pretty good at it. And then, and then sometimes it gets real complicated where it becomes like, do you uh, play with your dog while you do it? And then he's like, because well, uh, he's, you walking, do it your with your he's walking your Can dog. He's walking your dog. Can you do not... it with your dog? It, and it, the kid doesn't know. And Summer says. Judges? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, he, he is. is. And so when, he, when she says judges or when Jeff Suffin, uh-huh. a pick boy from you pick, uh, really? or 101 Ways to Leave a Game Show. Now, Pick Boy, I think, might be more up your alley if you think he, you'd be Pick Boy. He's cruel. He's a cruel host. He loves to watch these celebrity panelists around. He loves seeing Jeanette McCurdy squirm. I don't know why. Um, that's uh, that's kind of weird. But So it becomes when there's uh, a judges thing, I figure it out, haha, uh, is there's a paddle. So there is a team of judges that are the adjudicators. Uh-huh. So if Summer doesn't answer, the judges who are the adjudicators have a Basically, like a ping pong paddle that says yes or no, and they flip it. So are we doing this for every answer, or just when for she anything, says judge for it? anything? So if they say for like, every single one, every single one, they're doing it. Yes. Otherwise, if it's something like basketball, do you play? Ba- it's like, do you play basketball? Yes. But then it's like, are, are you a court? Are, are you, do you uh, do you throw the basketball? Yes. Are do you defend the basketball? Y- yes. Are you? Do you do trick shots with the basketball? Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, whenever they go on a run, they they they're every single panelist 
trying to not answer another question. They want to know. They want the kid to say no. But, you know, that's that's interesting because judges come in and if the kid just outright, mm-hmm. right? What if the kid just lied? Because sometimes the kid will detract. And sometimes the kid will say yes, but the judges will say that's a no response. Yep. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and Summer's always checking that. Yeah. Summer's smart. Summer is smart. She is. She's on. She she's on. really is like that second because they don't do. They do not, by the way, they do not stop tape until there's a secret slime no. action being hit. Like, yeah, the only yeah. time they stop the clock is if a clue doesn't launch or if super slime, secret slime action doesn't work. Other than that, yeah, you know, it is. You have that minute. <laughs> you have they, they to do. Play. Yeah, they, they do stop. Yeah, that's. They do stop secret selection because they always show the replay. But do those judges also have their finger on the buzzer for you got a clue or? Yes. Oh, no. They have the clue. That's they have the it. sound effect. They, there's have, like, they, they have there's the like hand signals yep. by the stage manager. Well, there is. Well, I've, I've, done, I've done officiating for curling and stuff like that. And, and I have had some absolute control with timing and with the timers and stuff like that. Because like, it's like a chess and and so I'm right there on it, watching it so intently. One time I uh, I had a cup of coffee before I went, like the first time I went, I had a cup of coffee. So I'm like, oh, I got to be alert. And uh, my brain was melting by like uh, you know two thirds or uh, two thirds or three quarters through it because I had to go to the. And it just but it's like mess. That I, I am I'm uh, I'm I I need to focus on this game. <laughs> Holy shit! It's like an ADHD. <laughs> it is wild. But yes, and that must be it for the judges too because they have to be. They had to clue into what the panelists are saying because I know that they picked up on it when, like, it was like uh, 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 Adam's turn, Adam Driver, or whoever. The guy that looked like Adam Driver. Alicia said something. Alicia's word up on the big board. So they are ready. Quick at the buzzer. Well, you also have to remember they know every question, too. So someone has to be a quick writer for the clue recap board, too. So it's because remember Wait, the so whole the, is to help them. So it's so are the questions pre so the questions pre written. The questions are never pre written. They, they no because because so many of them are very goofy. But yeah, but they're typing every single one in basically. Not- yeah, so it's like let's take notes yeah. here. Okay, so clearly they keep they keep asking questions involving the outdoors, but she clearly said it's indoors. No, it's yeah. not outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, so we got to take a note of that to help them out. Uh, second, she doesn't use her hands. We have to that, bring that up. And then Dane brought up, board. like, she does. She owns a hyena as a pet, so that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, yeah, the, the, the question recap board is more uh, people. And that's also a good the, help uh, for the, the audience if you're playing along, too. It's it's always for the, for the play. I, I, this is such a game show catered to the play along. So cool that way. And, and the thing is, is that the people watching the show are about at the age of the contest, right? Eight yeah, years old, a little eight-year-old, while you have your panelists who are like 16 to 20 or so. Unless they're a grown adult, like like at the time well, of like You, you have your Michael Copelands Malley. and right like that. Yep, yep. And you're in your hacksaw, Jim Duggan. But like, you know, you have your, uh, all that, can, all that, 20-something, maybe early 20s. So it's, they know exactly what's going on have to play down which is very interesting to see except for Lori beth she does not want to look stupid Lori beth went for the throat she goes for the mm-hmm. throat and she she's always that last spot too and i think that's a producer call i think the producers intentionally because you know you don't want to get they need a bad guy you need a bad guy you need the villain you need you a heel no like you need a oh. heel and that's Lori beth and Lori beth will play that he is you people boo <laughs> <laughs> what a what a what a what a missing talent. She she should 
just so much bigger. One of the greatest injustices. Lori uh, Beth then more. And then uh, they tried to reboot. They reboot. They also during the Summer Sanders run, they had a family style run with like families and group oriented. Well, so it was brother sisters. They had military time where kids in the military played right. Like yeah, all that they stuff. did an animal style, and then they ended the show because maybe gimmicks yeah. don't work. Maybe I should keep like having a light up sign of stop trying to do gimmicks to reboot your show. Just let it be the show. Well, well, I mean, I mean, that's the Price is Right does it every single time. Yeah, Always. but it's not like. This whole season, it's kids' Military. week. It's just a kids' that's week. Tough. It's not kids' season. It's not. That's a, right. That's right. Well, it's not. You know, it's not a dream car yeah. season. It's just yeah, yeah. a week. They, they just said this month, all we're doing is publishers' clearinghouse week. However many episodes, yeah. However many episodes are, are on this this month or whatever, five episodes where it's all kids and their parents. Right. That would be fine. Now and imagine we had okay. forty episodes. <laughs> that's insane all yeah, animals I, I, everything involves animals and that and that makes it real tough on the because um, but speaking of animals speaking of animals i don't know if we talked about a certain panelist uh which which panelist you want to talk about oh cat dog one fight day a wolf and a purr it was called what a day what what a weird episode i remember this as a kid so i remember that i so, remember being excited for dog being a I don't know yeah, if they brought it up on Slimed. So what they did was they had a really crappy CGI cat dog, obviously. Yeah, it's on that. And, and well, I was a little kid getting ready to watch this episode because they publicized that cat dog's going to be a panelist, right? I was like, do this. I'm so intrigued. I need to watch this. It's appointment viewing for me as a young child. And so I'm thinking, like, how are they going to do it? And it's just a really shitty CGI. A really c- shitty CGI cat dog. Uh, done really cheap on a green screen that's overlaid over the panelist position chair. Yeah, and it's and it's. I I feel bad for the people in the audience. They have to pretend for- this empty chair has cat dog in it. Danny has to look over to his right and go, "Whoa, cat dog!" Yeah, like and and leave it to Danny to do it. Danny could do it. And Summer, Summer has to always say cat dog. Well, yeah, Summer, Summer always can. And then they because it's Danny's cat dog. Got to have next. They would play it up like dog asked the dumb questions in round one because you have to have the easy win. And then Cat, because yep. he's supposed to be the smart cat in well, character, is in round three the entire time. And I knew, of course, they're going to slime him. They're gonna, they always slime the guest. Always slime the, and the person. It wasn't even real slime. It was really crap. CGI slime. It was CGI slime. Uh, Jordan, can you retweet that? Can you retweet that? I will, like you know episode. what, I'm, I'm going to retweet it right now, and then I will yeah, tweet please. it again when the episode's yeah. on. Actually, I will make that the thumbnail it's for when sucked. I do the promotion yeah, it's episode. It, it's here's, such a letdown. Here's, it was such a letdown. It's a moment when I grew up. I grew up a little. Here's Cat Dog. Yeah, suck. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. that's. I think I think that was figured out jumping the shark. Like, like, literal, like, literal. Jump happy the shark days, When happy days jump the shark. I think Cat Dog was them jumping the. So that's your jump the shark mode for Figure It Out. Season yes. two, when they rebooted yeah. Figure It Out, I thought it was like the best version of Figure It Out. By the way, like aside from they well, need Billy the answer head, they figured it out. They they figured out how how to do the show. They figured no, it was good. They, they fixed all the mistakes. And, and they had all of the right people. They had like cool action adventure things. So it was like YouTube famous people, like famous for doing this sure. on internet. Uh, and then it was. Uh, 
They well, had all, and by the way, they had like Nickelodeon because everything was like Victoria's and Salmon Cat. Yeah, well, it's it's the exact same. It's the exact same thing as what happened with with. It's it's no different. It's no, nothing changed. No different. Really, nothing because changed other than it's messier. All that, all that, yeah, yeah. It only got messier because it's Nickelodeon Studios were it's now uh, that, Nickelodeon Studios yeah. went under, so no more figured yeah. out. So they they did it somewhere else. Yeah. Was that still at Nickelodeon Studios? So no, Nickelodeon Studios is no longer existent. Uh, that's no was who made that at? Was that at? It? Was the reboot at? It? So the rebooted was at Paramount. Paramount Pictures. Okay, All right, where, so the, where yeah, they yeah, film yeah. a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. Well, no, you went to L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in L.A., so that was, uh, and it was a, a it was fun, by the way. Um, but what happened was they had like all the shows. They had like what was it? The, the guy who played Fred was like a guest on one of the episodes, right. and he had like a new show right. called like, Martian that Martian was, or something. Yep. You know, all those movies that are now free on Crackle TV. Oh, no, don't, just, tell, don't just, tell the Crackle people about this podcast. They're bad news. The Crackle well, 7. Mm, yep. Um, well, you can watch all your Fred shows on Crackle. Cool. <laughs> and so what they did was uh, they had all these new, like, and it was, like, good. They had Ariana Grande at, when she was right at starting her peak career. Like, her career's getting yep. off right now. Yep, when, when she broke off from uh, Disney. You had the big time rush gang when they were right on the cusp of oh, well, I don't know. Was was in sync on uh, was in sync ever on figure it out? Yeah, yes. That's All this at the same time figured out. And then what happened was no, 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 no. was was in sync on the original run. Was uh, yes, in sync was on the original run, nineteen ninety nine. So the later so, half. So it's no different. It's it's all the same. What's old is new. It's completely because big time rush and it's 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 very similar in the same vein. It, this is all yeah. What's old is new. So then what happened was, and this is really what happened, uh, they canceled all the shows. <laughs> canceled everything? They canceled, no, like Victorious, gone. Sammy Cat, gone. This, gone. Henry Danger just started out. We will think about it. Gone, gone, gone. No, all that existed Henry at this time. So all of the stars who were on these Nickelodeon shows don't have a Nickelodeon show to promote. So they are not really Nick stars anymore. <laughs> and that's how Jeanette McCurdy ended up on the birthday boys that one episode yes so season two yeah. was the last season simply put not because the show sucked but because the nickelodeon stars that were there as the panelists had nothing to promote because their shows are gone not anymore yeah well insane that's wild so Just, i was like really upset because it was like this was, was good they had like game. gopro cameras strapped to the panelists so when they got slimed you saw their face look that's like good. oh no i'm drowning in slime that's good. well it's it's the slime it's the slime arms right right it was no. It just grew that was, and grew. That was brought about. That was brought about by the Kids Choice Award, because <laughs> there was always one person that they would massively slime, and it kept getting bigger every year. I remember uh, they got Rose. They got uh, Rosie O'Donnell real, real good uh, at one of the first. Ones. I know that. I know they got uh, Amanda Bynes. I don't know there, there's always like one person that they just nail with. John Kids Cena was one year. Um, John Cena was yes. But um, yeah, and that's that's so it it's, it's just this like such a such a position of honor. But then then it just kind of like like rolled everything out. Now all of a sudden, you can't have a guy with a five gallon bucket just dumping it on someone, right? No, it was gone. And like the thing it, was, they it, had like the LA uh, Galaxy have, as a panelist in like the last last episode. Like that was oh really? They just had the like four people from the LA Galaxy be panelists. Cool as hell, man. Yeah, like well. I wonder what the biggest sports they had on figure. The biggest they had Tony Hawk on. Tony Hawk was Kobe on. 
I don't. I remember Kobe Bryant. I remember Kobe Bryant was on an episode of All That. Kobe, uh, I th- if I. But that might have been later on. But that might have been like in the early two thousand. Brian Nobbs, uh, Big Show. I'm trying to think like who was first position. A lot of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers. So Jericho. Uh, they had Tony Hawk, though. Tony Hawk was a big cousin, deal. Uh, you know what? They did have... I mean, you did say Coolio. So, I mean, that definitely was... Coolio, Aaron Carter. Was, Aaron Carter. Aaron, the well, Aaron, Aaron Carter is no different from the big big time Rush boy. Because uh, he, was, he was certainly like that. Joe Namath. Joe Namath Joe when Na- he was retired from football. Joe Namath. So it's Joe Namath. Joe Namath is the biggest star. To be honest. He's, he won a Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl three, but still, unless you really count someone like I like Ariana Grande because she's a big celebrity well, no, no, now. The biggest, the biggest sports, like biggest sports star, would definitely be Tony Hawk. Oh no, Meta World Peace. They had Meta Ron on the Cat. rebooted version. They had Meta oh, on. They had Meta. Well, Tony Hawk's still a bigger. Uh, <laughs> Tony Hawk's a bigger deal, even though people don't don't recognize him now. But that's because he's kind of old. That's a good. I mean, thing. you wouldn't recognize Bob Burnquist. Uh, Bob Burnquist. Uh, Bob, that probably. Bob Burnquist, one of the greatest. Oh no, Louis Vito. He also he is a, he's a recent uh, Indirect Games champion. Oh. Um, I have to look now into the most. I'm now looking at the episode guide just to uh, make it even. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Louis Vito, Rachel Crow, Tony Hawk, Halson Sage, uh, Danella Monet was on here. What? Uh, Chris Renee. Wait, the the singer. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. She, uh, man, her, she had a, her, I think her album. They had the kids from, uh, from Modern Family. Those people, you know the ones. As one does. Candace Parker was on there once. Hey, that's a, that's a big sports star. One of the, one of the Candace Parker, it was an, that's a big, that's, that's a big get. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just leave that, let's leave on that. <laughs> Uh, by the way, some of these modern ones. Teaches extreme coupon clipping course. Crochets wallets from recycled bags. That's good. That's a few words that you can't quite... Heats and blows glass into flowers. That's kind of a normal hop. Yeah, these are like modern ones. That's uh, a, Well, no, the, the, the blowing gla- the glass... That's a normal thing. Uh, sure, plenty of kids do that. Invented apple cider hiccup stopping lollipop. Oh, boy. Solving hiccups has been... A, I think that's the thing. Um, one thing I Tape, taco tape. You want some taco? <laughs> Edible tape, taco tape. Yes, the tape. Uh, the, here's the episode, by the way. Because uh, talk. Oh no, it's not there. Edible invented edible taco tape. Invent. Yeah, that was the same edible. episode of Sam Roberts. Really interesting. The taco tape was the Inter- same episode of Sam Roberts with the ankle. <laughs> That's wild, man. All what right. a what a cool what a cool game show, right? It like, is. You know. You've seen What's My Line, right? I I, I watch entirety of the Gordy. You play along with What's that. My Line. Yeah, it's. I think I think found something about game show. If you can play it along at home, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, when my, like the Price is Right, you can play it along at home. So easy. The entire audience plays. Along. It's so good. Uh, the Family Feud. One of my favorite things is uh, covering my ears for uh, the first round. And trying to guess what the uh, what the topic is, things that they. And then you wonder what is a meat sausage? Yeah, yeah, they say meat sausage. I'm like, well, that's not going to help me because everyone says meat sausage at this point, you know, because they just want to see uh, 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 Steve Harvey make that face. You but can't think, say think... penis on Penis Steve's show. No, no, but you can say tallywhacker. 
<laughs> Austin Powers, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, right? Yeah. But but that isn't isn't that such a part of It is. Like, it, what it, what figured out it taught us so important to uh to it. Like if I was to I mean, I think the show should be rebooted. I think if this yeah. I mean this sounds like a quibby ass show, like Nickelodeon's attempt to do a quibby because six it minutes certainly is, is enough. A, it certainly is a quick bite. It's a quick bite, but I would just rather either make this a YouTube thing or reboot the damn show again because you have an all that cast now. You have Henry yeah. Danger cast. You have back live action. You can bring the show back. You can get Jeff back. Yeah. I don't care. Or bring back Summer. Summer's still around. Summer is still looking just as good. I know. But yeah, like this is, or, or hand it off to Lori Beth. Make Lori Beth the let, host. Let Lori Beth host it. Give Lori Beth a job. That. I would watch that. I mean, she's on the new all that, so people would on, know who she I would, is. I would switch on for Lori Beth anything. And then, Lori, pair, and then paired yeah. up with the crystal maze of Adam Conover. <laughs> Conover's not too bad, but yeah, sure, yeah. It no, 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 slime. It should have been me. Oh, well. Slime Conover's. But yeah, get Lori, so your reboot idea is Lori Beth Denberg as the host. Lori Beth. Bring back Billy the Answer Head. Oh, yeah. You've got, yeah. Because you things kids latch on to which is like so, if something has a name kids latch on so i i think there needs to be a caveat teaching. though i mean maybe it's a caveat i think building the answer head needs to be brought back but it has to be like an led board oh sure so sure. that way it's like it has that cool glow effect surrounding and doing yeah. circles and swirls you know and what? Then when you hear I, that do 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 suddenly like the word flashes I, like a big bold word like you found the but, word flag so then flag pops up but one of my things is the mechanical aspect of old video games right where things flip around exactly you have it's just a flipboard where the correct answer is right there you just flip it and it flips and it says that and i think the world needs that more oh so you want you don't want of, the, the have a the ton of leds board. on have a ton of leds on billy the but still have to put in flip the flip answers where they where that you know you've been a uh you know prism triangular prism yes where like like match game. Oh, the well, the the pylon, like, uh, the trilon, the trilons. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they just they spin, and it has the right answer. Yeah, perfect. Don't change that. That is, uh, that's game shows for me, right? Yeah, that's it. Is that is that little bit of mechanical kind of fun to it? You want the mechanical thing. You want that new pyramid look. But, uh, that nice light up, but it's still trilon. But tons of LEDs. It lights up. It goes crazy when it happens, but it flips. Yeah, and then you—that'd be cool. And then add a lot of slime. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just, just load up a super. Show. Give you, the kid a super. And just let him just go crazy. And then just keep fire the jumpsuits. You have to keep the jumpsuits. Keep the jumpsuits. You jumpsuits to... for sure. Yeah. If you yeah, have a jumpsuit my... from figure out, please send one my way and send one. Yeah. Mitch. Please, no, me, me before Jordan. Please send XL, one, Mitch. Please. Mitch wants yep. the jacket. Uh, can you get a monogram too? Monogrammed. Uh, oh yeah, so it says Mitch right good. there. Well. Well, just just monogram for the contestant. I think would be very cool. Yeah. All right. Some of the name tag, right? Yeah, they don't have name. No, it just says, it's just a patch that says figured out. Um, they have hundreds of those. Yeah. So or or just uh, or just a patch that has their. They work at a station. <laughs> yeah, like they need to have. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite. All of a sudden, <laughs> favorite references from the the Keenan and Kel movie. Uh, two heads are better than none. Is is so my my theory with Keenan and Kel is that. Um, Every person who's African American in that movie is normal, and every white person is weird as hell. Sounds about and right. It's it's an interesting vision of what it's like to be uh, maybe an African American in this world, where all the white people are weird as shit. Like they do podcasts about uh, game show. 
but uh, right, because right, but uh, but a guy, a guy that works at a uh, a uh, a gas station says, "Hey, my name's Francis," and he points at his uh, his name tag on his on his jumpsuit. It just says Steve, and Keenan's just like, "It says Steve." No, it's Francis. It's like, no, my name is Steve. You should have seen the look on your face. You're like, that's just Keenan's just like, you know, it's just Steve, man. Like, it's so, it's so stupid, so funny. What a good movie. You guys should check it. That'll be my plug too. That's your plug now. You want to? So we'll end the show before we get going. Let's play a mini game of figure it out, shall we? Please, yes. We got we got the jumpsuit set up here. Uh, It's only you. We couldn't get the cast of all that. Or Danny didn't return a call. Is Summer here? Uh, so Summer could not return the call. It's just me. And, and here's the secret. It's on. Uh, let's look over at Billy the answer. Part of the right show because this is what you have to figure out about Ryan. Right now it says it says blank 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 six blanks. Cool. You remember? Yes, no questions. All right, is this something you can do outside? Is this thing you can do outside? Ready, go. Is this something you can do outdoors? Uh, you can, yes. You need the judges for that? The judges are saying no, though. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, is it, uh, did you invent something? No. Okay. Uh, is it something you can do with an animal? Uh, no. Uh, is this a thing you do with your body? Uh, no, no, they're saying no. Oh, look, uh, in the clue box, you'll see uh, there's some hamburgers and french fries. All right, all right. Uh, do, you eat, do you eat stuff? Yeah, I eat stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, 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 have you uh, burned yourself with any sort of uh, fry oil? Uh, no. Ah, okay. Oh, you, it might be a yes, but that has nothing to do with it. Um, uh... This, oh, time's this... up! Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. And that means in round one, Jordan's taking home a prize. Jay, what's the prize? He's won the speed bump from Global Guts. Cool. I'm gonna get it all right after this. All right, Shelby. Uh, here, let's go look at the. Let's see what you got on the Billy Internet. Blank, 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 blank. What's the uh, What's the sum up thing for me? Here is the clue recap board. Uh, done indoors. Uh, not done, done with the body, but not really, and hasn't burned himself with fry oil. Yeah. All right, a minute back on the clock, but before we get to that, we got to get through the uh, secret slime action. Remember, if you hear the sound, you'll get slimed, and someone in the audience will take home a prize. What's <laughs> so that here's prize? the secret slime action. All right, minute on the clock, hey, ready, go. Uh, does this have something to do with food? Oh, hey, doo doo Look at that. Blank, 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 food blank. Wait, wait. Blank, blank, blank. Four blanks, blank. food blank. Four blanks, food. Cool. Is this something you have to do with talking? No. Uh, is this something you can do with friends? Yes. Alright, uh, is it, uh, do you, uh, do you share food with someone? Uh, no. Okay, uh, let's see Oh, here. oh, Clue, look at the Clue, look inside, look over there in the Clue train, you're seeing there is a Slinky, a Hula Hoop, and a generic G.I. Joe. 
All right, uh, does this have something to do with movement? No. Okay, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, do you, uh, do you, uh, eat old food? No, no. And time is up. food? Time is up. That's in round two. Jordan's taking another prize. What's the prize? Uh, congratulations, you won a virtual boy. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually kind of valuable. <laughs> so let's go back to the recap board here. Eats the food, but it's not more. But what type of food? Uh, can do it with friends. And think about the clues. All right, this is the third and final round. Here's what we got so far: blank, 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 food, blank. This is third and final round. All right. Uh, uh, is this is is this uh Mexican? Does this have to do with Mexican food? Judges, no. Is this food available in Mexico? Judges, yes. All right, I'm on the board. Yep. Um, are are you uh? Do you uh? Do you uh? uh collect McDonald's toys? Oh my God! Look the look at the trumpet board. And then oh no, the secret slime action. Oh no! Oh, oh stop the plot! Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and Mitch got slime. Oh, oh. The secret uh, so you hit two words there, collects toys, blank, blank, food, blank. You got, uh, you got slimed, and that means someone's taking home a figure-it-out uh, pencil. Pretty cool. Yeah, someone wants uh, a pencil, the figure-out logo on it. All right, cool, that was cool, with yeah. 35 seconds left on the clock. Collects toys, blank, 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 food, blank. Does this have to do with fast food? Yes, it does. Uh, we didn't even start the clock, but yes, it does. Collect toys, blank, fast food, blank. Um, are these from fast food? Oh my god, it is from fast food. They, they would have given from. Collect they toys from fast food, blank. All right, um, is this a whole meal that you eat? Yes. Oh, hang on, there's the charade brigade. Oh, what are they acting out? <laughs> you you see that? Me, what great for an audio show to have a charade brigade. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. Well, time is up. Thanks, charade brigade. They have to leave. What's, Final guesses. What are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> Part of the show, because this is what you have to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, there we go. That was a switch. Is it something that's for kids? Collects toys from fast food blank. That's word. What's the word? That's it. That's all your final guesses. Collects toys from fast food chain. Oh no no. Where? No. I like how we didn't have the horn noise. We didn't even get the horn noise. There we go. Oh, but you get another guess because we have to have four guesses. Like, so can you just sit in the next chair over? Yeah, yeah. I'll move over uh, an inch. Yep. All right. Collects toys from fast food. Friends? No. Collects toys from fast food blank. Uh, fast food burgers. No. Uh, oh, this is it. This is for the game. Collects toys from fast food blank. Can, I, can we call Lori Beth real quick and see if she can uh, get I, it for yeah, us? You know what? Sure. You can definitely. She I, lives I mean, in LA, like, right? We can phone her. Yeah, yeah, that's classic, part of the game uh, show. Class. You know, I was doing a Twitch stream. This is an. Um, I I was gonna play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on my Twitch. Stream. 
Turns out I downloaded the Australian. Oh no! That you that don't get the first, you don't some, get the five questions in the beginning. They're easy. Well, well, it was who who was prime minister of? It's like oh boy, I don't know. Um, collects toys from fast food prime minister. No, oh. <laughs> those are the kind of fake people. It was. So what was it? It was collects toys from fast food restaurants. Oh. You were there. You were saying chains. You were saying, oh, that means that Joran's going to win a prize. He gets to go to Nickelodeon headquarters in Burbank, California. All right, Burbank. That's cool. I think there's uh, Buffalo Wild Wings there. There is. There's Buffalo Wild Wings. It's right next there's to that, I, You go down Olive. It's like pick, one block. Fun. It's it's means galore. It's, uh, it's a, I'm sure it's a beautiful thing. Listen. So... Uh, <laughs> Before we get going, Midge, what would you like to like to plug? Um, so check me out on social media. It's the word intensive, all one word. Oh, intensive. It's the word. How uh, intensive? And the two words crammed together. Yep, yep. Dates back to high school. That's Twitter. That's Twitch. Instagram. Yep. I do some Twitch streams. I stream third party Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and regular Game Boy games. So uh, a whole bunch of uh, bad games that might be good. Uh, Elf the movie was really bad. That doesn't sound like a fun game. You know, you should try and play is that foreign, the foreign one board game thing that has like Kerplunk and Mousetrap. But I will say that um, the Santa Claus Three, the Escape Clause, was a was a pretty cool uh, platformer. It was pretty good. The one that's short as the bad guy. That's right. Yep, it was a pretty decent game. So that's that's the fun of it is is finding uh, games that might actually be good. Surprise. Uh, I guess also another shout once again to the Bug Pain Foundation. Yes, and Van Robichaud. And Van. Giving me this microphone. Yep. Bug Pain and Van, welcome anytime to talk game shows. Yeah, for sure. Mitch, thank you so much for trying to figure it out with me today. <laughs> no problem. My pleasure, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love game shows. Game shows are awesome. So glad I got to talk about uh, maybe my, my favorite game show again. Goes and uh, it was so good, uh, so good to finally be on. Thanks again to Mitch for stopping by. He's at How Intensive on all those social media places. I often talk about figure it out. One of my favorite Nickelodeon game shows. Doesn't matter if it's Summer or, or Jeff. It's just one of those formats. It's just fun to play along with. That. I think it, it's it's a perfect quote unquote family game show appeals to people from all ages, and uh, we also have to. I forgot to bring this up during the the show uh, that yeah, well there was Billy the Answer Head in the original version, and then there was like Billy Junior, uh, and they had Family Style and the Wild Style. They also had a mini game if for some reason a game was prematurely ended. Uh, they had different little mini games, such as the Last Laugh, and with the Last Laugh, uh, basically it was just a randomizer. Uh, the contestant pushes a button, and then one of the panelists gets slimed, and they get a bonus prize, which is always like a small, like figured out backpack or something. And then there is the uh, Name That Thingy, which is kind of like a like a classic panel game show as well, where there is one object. And the panelists all have a have a different story of what the object is, and the contestants figure out which of the four is telling the truth. Well, the other three are kind of lying, and usually 
one of them is definitely doing like a giant over the top silly uh, thing. Also for a cash prize. Uh, also, not for a cash prize, for for like another figure out backpack or something. Uh, and then finally, there is the uh, little Billy. Uh, little Billy is basically a really teeny tiny Billy the Answer Head. That if the contestant uh, has some extra kind of notification on there, for instance, if it was like, "I jump rope with my dog," well, the panelists now have to figure out what was the dog's name, and that dog's name is in the little Billy the Answer Head. And there's no yes, no questions, just final guesses for another bonus prize. And I thought that was kind of fun. And when it comes to the figure it out modern version, they didn't really do much changes other than the it board, which is just all LCD screens and the uh, word of honor, which gives the slimed contestant uh, just slime. And I think a prize. I'm not I have to double check that Uh, with L as the announcer, not J. Uh, Elle had her own little podium from the kids. Kind of, it was kind of similar yet different to the original. Figured out uh, when season two hit, they even had a play at home contest, which filled the aspirations uh, of one Jordan. Back in the day, when I said, "Man, it would be cool to be a panelist on the show," you know. So they actually did for a week of shows. They had a fifth chair specifically for a kid to be asking yes or no questions. And I thought, wow, that's very cool. I finally hit it. And it dawned on me. Wait, I realize why they don't do it. Because the kid is going to try and figure it out, right? So the kid's going to ask yes or no questions. So theoretically, one kid is trying to destroy the grand prize away from the contestant. So it's like, what? So so when I figured that out, like, oh, no. Now I realized what they did. But if I had to figure out what really was the rise and fall of, of Figure It Out, it would definitely be because at Nickelodeon at the time wiped out a lot of live-action shows. Victorious ended up going under. Uh, there was no all that at the time. But now, because all that has been revived and there is a few live-action shows in the works, you know, like Danger Force, that it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that if I had to say which is the next reboot, I would say Figure It Out will be due for a return. I mean, but then again, people say that about Brain Surge every uh, year as well. Uh, so, to me, Figure It Out is such a fantastic uh, game show. Lots of fun things. It's like one part of America's got talent, because you get to see the talent get played out. Uh, fun What's My Line style guess the game. Uh, and doesn't matter if it's Summer or Jeff, you're always in for a fun time. Uh, so to me, Figure It Out is a legendary game show, a fantastic game show, full of secrets, celebrity, and slime. Uh, and now it's time for the 110-part series, exploring every pricing game from The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. It's in the bag. Premiere date, September 26, 1997, 0455K. Finale date, Bob Barker, June 13th, 2007, 4033K. Premiere date, Drew Carey, October 16th, 2007, Banera of Order, October 29th, 2007. It's in the bag is a game where matching grocery items in bags can lead to big bucks. Here's how the game works. The contestant is shown six grocery items in five grocery bags. 
Each bag has a price on it which corresponds with one of the six grocery items. One item's price is not listed on any bag. One by one, the contestant must choose the item that matches the price on each of those bags. Then, the item inside the first bag is revealed. If it matches the chosen item, they win $1,000. But then they have to make a decision. They can keep the money or go on to the next bag. Essentially making double or nothing bet that could be chosen if they got the next item right. This repeats for each successive bag, thus doubling the money. So it's $2,000 to $4,000 to $8,000 with a top cash prize of $16,000. It's in a bag, has been officially won at least 30 times, excluding one primetime officially won. It's got a first win, December 9th, 1997, on the game's ninth playing when it was most recent. What happened was November 11th, 2019. On the price of $8 million spectacular, starting April 16th, 2005, aired out of order, the last bag was tripled to $24,000. Before this, the prize was still $16,000. When the game debuted, the lights that showed the cash values were yellow. Beginning on October 8th, 1997, the game's second plane, the lights turned blue. On February 20th, 2009, the opening reveals background change from black to purple with a green border designed to look like the big doors. On October 18th, 2014, aired out of order. On October 28th, 2019, aired out of order. During Big Money Week, it was revealed that within the door value wall on top of that, it's in the bag was played for $80,000 with each step uh, quintupled. $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, 40000 during the first playing, it was lost on the fourth bag. Well, it was lost on the second bag uh, during the second playing. On our big money week, the game was played for double the normal amounts to $32,000 with the amounts doubled for each bag. On that playing, uh, Contestant Max uh, stopped the right time and left with $8,000 on the summer special. The game was renamed Beach Bag on its first playing. They bailed at $8,000 but could have won $16,000 if they had all five right. Another was for $4,000. They repainted for an Amazing Race special. It's in the bag has been the second game to be played in the game's slime lot. It had been this way for over 150 games. Short-lived game show called It's in the Bag originally aired on the now-defunct Dumont Network from 1950-1951 and ABC-1952. Show was hosted by Wynn Elliott, then Jerry Tillman, and then finally Bob Russell. Most of the times, It's in the Bag has been played on any season. The Price is Right was 27. It's in the Bag is the first pricing game to debut on an episode with a production code ending in K. It's in the Bag is one of seven prizes you get blah, 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 blah. We don't... I, every time I read that, I just I just don't want to read anymore. All right. <clears throat> International versions. All right. Mexico. Uh, play for 32,000. Uh, so it's 248, Netherlands. Total lucky bag. Game was played for 6,000, uh, which was 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,500, and 6,000. Vietnam was six, uh, what, 16 million Vietnamese uh, dollars. In Australia, let's play for a big W shopping spree. In New Zealand, uh, it was just the TV show, the same name. So uh, for for me, I like this game because of the bagging. I like the look of it. I like the fact that when you see what you're playing for, it's just this giant, uh, colorful, shiny thing that says $16,000. To me, it's like a perfect game. And $16,000 is still a lot of money. It's a perfect... I, I don't know if it's a perfect amount to stop at. So to me, what I've been thinking simply put is is there a way you can just do a money tree kind of like on uh, i get double or nothing don't get me wrong i like double or nothing i think that works on so many levels but here's what i've been thinking i think it's in the bag 
even though 16000 is a nice amount of money, don't get me wrong, I think given how the price is right in Let's Make a Deal, really love saying $20,000, and that's like a Fremontle, like almost a Fremontle base, considering things like Family Feud. Why not make it in the bag $20,000 and just money tree it? So first is $1,000 like usual. Then the second bag is $2,500. Third bag's $5,000. Then you go to $10,000. And then the final bag's $20,000. And still keep that double or nothing element. Uh, I mean, I get it. You want to do double or nothing on each bag. And there's really not that much of a difference other than a few thousand dollars. So what's the point? You want to save money? I get it. But something about that $20,000 seems a little even for this. But if it's $16,000, it's $16,000. And I, I like how, even though this was like 1997, it's still a dramatic game back then as it was now. And it, it kind of showed, like, to me, how, like, this was a precursor to the high-stakes game shows that would later become Millionaire and the late 90s, early 2000s big money game show. So I'm excited about that. As far as a big money week special version, it's tough. I would just rather just triple the money, like just jokingly triple the money instead of double. So it's like 1,000, 3,000, 9,000, 27,000, 75,000. Like just like go into the triples uh, instead of the doubles. Uh, or just do 2500 and then go 5000 10000 20000 40000 I don't think 80 grand is I think 80 grand is a little too much for this game. Uh it's very simple to play, very simple to understand, and it's one of my favorite grocery games. If I was to play a grocery game on this show, I would probably be playing it's in the bag. But I do like Vendo Price though. Um but next time on the Price and Game Spotlight, we'll be going fortune hunting with the wonderful game fortune hunter it's not that great i have no idea why i'm using the theme song to peer pressure slash pressure two but yeah anyway uh, it's, you know, usually around this time, I like to do the whole summer recap special. So you, I get people uh, advance notice of what's going on in the world of game shows so you can better be prepared. I did a big thorough, uh, look at this with Cindy Seidelman over at Game Show Gumbo Cast, but hey, you're here too. And mine's more faster. So if you just want to just like, what's the dates, whatever, here you go. Uh, so April 1st, MTV's Challenge debuted, singled out. Uh, Dismantled Game Show, well, all debuted April 6th on Quibi. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire debuted on ABC. Too Hot to Handle, Netflix's uh, Keep It in Your Pants Game Show, April 10th. Instant Influencer debuted on April 24th on YouTube. Floor debuted on Quibi April 27th. Uh, and now we're into May. Here we go. Here's all the May shows so far. Worst Cooks in America Celebs on Food Network. On the 10th, 11th, Food Network has Bakeaway Camp. BYU TV has Jeff's Homemade Game Show, which looks kind of wholesome and fun. Misery Index returns May 14th on TBS. CBS has A League of Their Owns uh, USA, a.k.a. Game On, on May 20th at 8 p.m. 
at 9 p.m. on Fox Ultimate Tag with J.J. Watt and the Watts Brothers. On the 21st uh, at Fox, we'll have Labor of Love. Less of that, the better. But also, at the same time, you can watch ABC at 9 o'clock on May 21st as Holy Moly 2, the sequel, makes its return. Get to see people get electrocuted as they do putt-putt. Yay. And then later on ABC at 10 o'clock, To Tell the Truth makes its uh, return to ABC, probably to Summer Fun and Games, The Revival. May 22nd, 2020, uh, The Big Fib goes to Disney+. Plus. May 25th at 8 p.m. on NBC, The Titan Games, based on the exercise regimes of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. May 26th at 8 p.m., America's Got Talent returns to NBC, followed by, at 10 p.m., World of Dance, also on NBC. May 27th is the debut of HBO Max, which means you have the fun Lore DIY, uh, Craftopia, and Legendary, but mostly Craftopia. Uh, Also, May 31st, the end of this month, May 31st, 2020, you will see Celebrity Family Feud, Press Your Luck, and Match Game all make its debut on ABC. 8 o'clock Feud, 9 o'clock Press Your Luck, 10 o'clock Match Game. But at the same time as Match Game at 10 p.m., Quiz, the AMC drama based on the Charles Ingram scandals of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, will be airing also at 10 o'clock. Now, I've already seen it, but for American audiences, it will be new. June 1st, Quibi has a nice one with Ron Funches. June 11th will show the debut of two shows, both airing at 9 p.m. Double Shot of Love on MTV and Don't with Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah. June 22nd at 9 p.m., Penn Teller Fool Us air on CW. June 22nd, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Also on CW. July 8th, Tough as Nails, and then somewhere down the season, Cannonball with Mike Mizanin, and maybe The Amazing Race, unless they're going to put that for the fall. But because of all of these shows impacted by coronavirus, things that usually would be like mainstays are kind of still in the question mark zone. Things like Big Brother, for instance. Um, I know Card Sharks and Supermarket Sweep were slated, but... Uh, COVID-19 hit, so I'm going to say they're probably going to wait till the it, it, it shows up, uh, they get the clearance, and then they'll record those, and then you might see them either later in the fall, maybe winter season, or next year, which is always a bad delay, but you know, they're going to record those shows. Uh, Survivor also is on the hiatus world. Uh, Bachelor Summer Games is going to be postponed till next year because the Olympics has been postponed to next year. Wheel and Jeopardy also have been delayed. Mental Samurai Season 2 has also been delayed with their new format, uh, which something tells me they're never even going to do. Something tells me Season 2 is not going to be a thing after replaying Season 1. And finally, Love Island, which was slated to show up uh, in May, uh, I think May 22nd or 21st, uh, it had been just announced that they are stopping that, so no more Love Island, both in America and in the UK. So we are in a weird environment when it comes to game shows. All of this is, you know, TBD. It could all be changed in a in a like a moment's notice. 
maybe by the time this episode airs, uh, you'll get an announcement of like the million dollar spin the wheel show debuts, and I'll be like, I've never heard of this show. Or, uh, hey, we are doing more prices right specials during the entire summer. Something will happen. I don't know. But so far, that is uh, temporarily what is shown up. And also, don't forget, even though these are all around, there's going to be game shows flying all over. You don't know when People Puzzler is going to make its sh- appearance. You don't know if, if Nickelodeon suddenly magically c- came up with like 20 more episodes of The Crystal Maze. It's all up to interpretation. So th- this is so far what I've seen. Uh, pick your poisons. If you like quiz shows, there's a couple. If you like reality shows, there's a few. But uh, something for everybody. And, you know, if worse comes to worse, you can always just go to Pluto TV and watch uh, the game show uh, Central or Pluto or even Buzzer for that matter. Because I think they're still doing concentration on that channel. Anyway, that's going to do it for us here on the summer recap uh, section of the show. And that means we are out of time once again, like we are every week. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by, listening to another great episode of Game Shows, I suppose, the weekly venture in all things game shows. Uh, you can follow me over at Twitter at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. Uh, if you want to follow the show, we're on Facebook over at Game Shows Podcast. Uh, if you want to throw money, because people throw money at podcasts these days, uh, patreon.com slash Jordan Haas. And uh, we are available on Spotify. We are available on Google Play. We are available on Apple Podcasts. Let's do that whole rate and review thing. Leave a comment. Let me know what game shows you want me to discuss in future episodes. We have a laundry list of shows to talk about. And I will see you next week when I'll be talking about another great game show, I suppose. Until then, big smooch. Mwah!